T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one... They're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Happy, happy weekend. That's the sound we look for. Bang on the drums. It is 6.08. You're tuned to the Bob Rose Show along with Greg Cassidy. Time check brought to you by Hayes Jewelers where the answer's always yes. Yeah. Bring on the percussion. Bring on the discussion. The Bob Rose Show is rolling, Daddy. All right. Oh, good stuff. Uh, morning, Greg Cassidy. How are you, sir? Uh, good morning. Pretty good. A little, little chilly out there this morning. Uh, feels yeah, a, a bit, yep. a bit, a bit, a bit nipple. Yep. But um, I, I layered up. Yes, you did. So I'm, I'm in good shape. You're looking very fashionable in your blue and earth tones. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you, sir. Well, you know, today, some of the boss oh, type people. yeah. yeah. You know, have wonderful get-togethers. Yeah, they call it a kind of a monthly first Friday. We just kind of call it free pizza Friday. And you know, that is the enticement <laughs> that is exactly appropriate and needed in that particular circumstance. Okay, top stories, Epstein documents and lists. The stuff is uh, uh, trickling out. It doesn't mean that these people were involved in the uh, tawdry uh, sex children business that Epstein uh, ran on that island and other places, really. I think the island gets a lot of focus, but yeah. he was up to no good in several different places, including New York. Yeah. Also in the headlines, sixth grade student dead, five others injured, teenager opened fire at an Iowa public school. Law enforcement responded to gunfire at Perry High School just before 7.40 yesterday morning. Uh, this is when the students were just returning to class from winter break. 17-year-old Dylan Butler, believed to have shot and killed a student, wounded four teens and an administrator. They found the gunman with a fatal self-inflicted wound, along with a pump-action shotgun, a small handgun, and an improvised explosive device. The suspect's motive is being investigated. Authorities are looking into a number of social media posts he made around the time of the shooting. He lives in, uh, what well, Perry is a small town, about eight thousand people 40 miles northwest of des moines where the middle and high school uh is connected and yeah you get a town that size and uh you know either everybody knows everybody or you know somebody that knows yeah somebody but it's it's a tragedy there's no doubt about it a loss of life senseless loss of life like this is um it's tough it's tough to take, and the closer it hits to home or someone you know, I mean, we can all relate to 
uh, this kind of event, whether we've been touched by it directly or not, these kinds of events, yeah, they're frightening. Yeah, They're sad, and there's sick people, and we're not doing enough when it comes to mental health. But remember, people suffer all kinds of mental health issues, only a tiny, 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 tiny fraction become violent, and then even a smaller fraction uh, become, you know, mass murders or mass shooters. Yeah. So keep that in mind. And I, I didn't get a chance to do the math, but if 70,000 people are dying from fentanyl poisoning a year, mm-hmm. you have to wonder that it, I bet that would come out to, you know, um, a mass shooting every day. Oh, yeah. Well, especially if you use their numbers where if more than one person is even, or two or three are even injured mm-hmm. in a gang fight, for instance, they call that a mass shooting, which is just ridiculous. Right. So that way they can jack the numbers exactly. up and say that 600 happened yes. this last year. Exactly. But nonetheless, if you, you know, if every time there was, you know, a fatality. Right. And, and you talk about that, if there's a one in traffic, if it's local, but it mm-hmm. rarely would make national news. You've got all these fentanyl deaths, and folks, these aren't the you know the Skid Row bums that are laying in the uh, the gutter per se. A lot of these uh, are younger people that are otherwise law-abiding citizens, but like many, they experiment with things they're not supposed to. They go through a rebellious period and they mm-hmm. do drugs, and because they don't know what they're getting, because it looks reasonable, because they have pill presses and all this stuff coming from China. And entering our southwest border, uh, it's killing, killing a lot of people. It's number one cause of death for adults 18 to 45. If they would apply the same over-the-top reaction to Mm -hmm. every other kind of death, like you're talking, car accidents, drugs, fentanyl, the way they do to anything gun-related, then we would probably go, okay, they're being equitable in their passion, but they're not, which shows it's just an agenda. Yeah, and it is kind of sad because I think if more of this was – well, I know what would happen. If more of the fentanyl-type stuff was exposed, mm-hmm. you, you went to people's homes. What happened to Johnny? Johnny was in his second year at the university, went to a party. Apparently, according to his friends, he thought he was taking a Xanax. But it turns out it had fentanyl in it. Johnny took a nap and never woke up. You know, here's a family left devastated. And there is something you can actually do about it versus the whole, you know, try to outlaw guns, then only outlaws will have guns. Mm-hmm. W- with the drug thing, we've been fighting the war on drugs for years, the war on drugs. We're not winning, I don't think. No. But at least you can try to limit the flow of very, very deadly drugs, like fentanyl, if you secured the southern border. So you're saying we have to do something. Well, we can do so. In this case, doing something actually would make a difference mm-hmm. versus the gun control, which brings us to Corinne Jean-Pierre and her infinite wisdom in commenting on the recent shooting. We cannot allow these tragedies to continue. We have to do something. We have to do, yes, do something. something. We have to put a law in there. But but that wouldn't have made a difference. Well, let's put this law in there. That wouldn't have either. Well, let, then let's do that. Yeah. No, that would. We've played this game for I, I, that I know of seriously for twenty five years. Yeah. Okay. Uh, 
And then, since I brought up the border and fentanyl, um, you know, are, is the president looking for a solution? I know he's not. You know he's not. But uh, Corinne Jean-Pierre takes the opportunity to not only divert whose responsibility is, but she lays blame. What is the administration doing right now to actually improve the crisis at the border? We have House Republicans that's literally blocking the president's effort to do something. That's what they're doing. They're playing political games. They're doing political stunts. Wow. What she just said was a political game and a political stunt. To blame Republicans for what's going on at the border, preventing Joe Biden from doing something. Yeah. Do you know what was done? He did away with all of the executive orders that Trump had in place when Biden took over. So Congress didn't change anything or the way the laws applied. It was all done through executive order. So Corinne Jean-Pierre, clearly she is out of order. Happy Friday. Welcome to the weekend. You're tuned to The Bob Rose Show along with Greg Cassidy. Download the Odyssey app. Listen to podcasts and more. That's A-U-D-A-C-Y Odyssey. And then search for 97.3 The Sky. Interviews, podcasts, and more on there. Check it out. All right? We've got a lot more coming up on 97.3 The Sky. The Democrat Party has been the breeding ground of anti-American hate for a long, long time. Six weeknights. Turning one group of Americans against another group of Americans. On 97.3, the sky. Give that dog a bone. Or he'll eat you out of house and home savings. Details on that story coming up. How about how about that for a tease, Greg? Yeah, that was pretty awesome, actually. Good morning and welcome. Happy Friday. The weekend is here at 620 Time Check. Brought to you by Hayes Jewelers, where the answer is always yes. Coming up, vice presidential choice doesn't matter. Who said that? The great one, Donald J. Really? DJ. Really? DJ Trump, yep. Says the VP doesn't matter. Yeah. And we'll 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 dig into that a little okay. bit. Right. We'll banter that about. Okay. <clears throat> Leonardo DiCaprio, Bruce Willis, Michael Jackson, among the A-list celebrity names that appear in a uh, trove of newly released documents relating to Virginia Joffrey's lawsuit against Epstein's former lover and accomplice Ghislaine Maxwell. Well, we know Michael Jackson didn't like young girls. Yeah. He had uh, Epstein that has had a lot of high-profile connections, yeah, uh, including former U.S. presidents, former prime ministers, Britain's Prince Andrew, yeah, as well as Hollywood stars, leading academics, people in the modeling and fashion industry, and other public figures. Some names were previously known through other means, despite having been withheld from the public eye in the lawsuit. Many of the names belong to people who have not been accused of wrongdoing yeah that's that's the thing is what kind of smoking gun uh, is there now the, the the woman who brought this whole suit and i believe it was the miami herald that kind of jumped on board and helped through the public information act uh virginia joffrey her lawsuit but other than if you can't get witnesses to step forward and then do you take their word for it? Right. Uh, I mean, 
Yes and no. But just because somebody says something or accuses somebody, you know, that's... Yeah, well, I saw so-and-so. Okay, so that puts them on the island. Did you engage in activity with them? And some, she's named it, yes, she has. But at some, she said no. Hmm. So, you know, there's going to be some they're going to point the finger at that pretty clearly have done some things that they don't want their moms or other people to know about. (laughs) Anyway, uh, let's see, one of the other ones, uh, Naomi, Naomi, Campbell, you know, the famous oh, yeah, right. model. Yeah. Um, apparently, this is dated uh, May 3rd, 2016, deposition. Joffrey described going on foreign trips with Maxwell and Epstein, including several trips to France. On one trip to southern France, Joffrey claimed that she had sexual contact with Maxwell before attending a birthday party for Naomi Campbell. So that's, she remembers uh, that mm. kind of event and what occurred. Uh, Campbell explained that she did not know Epstein and that she had been introduced to him through her ex-boyfriend, uh, Flavio Briatori. And uh, she said, Camp, you know, Campbell said, what he's done is indefensible. And when I heard what he had done, it sickened me to my stomach, just like everybody else, because I've had my fair share of sexual predators. And thank God I had good people around me, protected me from this. Right now, I stand with the victims. I can't know. They're scared for life. For life. Yeah. So the story will continue to unravel, I guess, in many ways, drips and drabs. But just because your name gets mentioned doesn't mean you did anything tawdry. In some cases, they may not have even been to the island and all that. Um, and, and maybe that was sort of part of the whole Epstein thing is if you do enough above board type business PR, whatever you want to call it. It kind of becomes and is a cover for the illegitimate activities you're participating in, like pedophilia and sexual uh, trafficking. But we'll see what comes out of it as a result, if anything. Let's go to the Davis-Gainesville Chevrolet Skylines and touch base with Ed. Good morning. Yeah, Bob, you know, the corruption's gotten so bad, they won't open up any investigations on these. But they might, Bob, they might open one up into the real odd behavior, you know, that Trump is not on the list. And they'll investigate that to death. If, why isn't Trump on this list? We need to investigate that. They'll do that, Bob. Yeah, they well, first of all, the left will try to mention him as much as they can. The truth in that story is, you know, he, he denounced and and severed ties with uh with epstein long before uh you know he was uh actually convicted of anything long before that and there was a case a situation where apparently he hit on one of the teenage daughters of somebody who mm-hmm. you know was a, a club member at mar-a-lago right and that's when he like threw the guy out and he and there's a couple of different witnesses that said he Trump was concerned and that he would help, you know, the women who are making these claims or whatever. Right. Now, I don't know what the follow through was, but I I know uh, that I definitely had heard that. So, yeah, Hmm. the left will try to mention him if they can. And he already admitted, yeah, I was on the plane. It was long before, you know, people knew what he was up to. Sure. So you have that. All right. Um we were talking about guns earlier because there's been a 
so-called mass shooting again, and it's very, very tragic, but you could put the same focus on tragic car wrecks, um, same focus on fentanyl uh, overdoses and things like that, you would be doing these stories every day. They're just as devastating to a family. Mm-hmm. A kid gets shot to death. That's that's tragic. Sure. Your kid takes a pill at a party and winds up dead. I, yeah, it's just as tragic. There I mean, no you lost more, your kid. It's yeah, so not a, a, a greater or lesser loss. They're gone. But the thing is about the fentanyl, we could actually do something that would reduce our exposure to fentanyl. And uh, it's the number one cause of death, 18 to 49-year-olds. And the Biden administration won't do anything about it because they won't secure the borders. Secretary Mayorkas, I mean, he is, you know, they're going to try to impeach him. He's just following orders from the administration. Yeah, it's not going to accomplish anything. Yeah, but he's he's dodging questions. Mayorkas is. Shocker. <laughs> Imagine that. He used to just lie. Now, yeah. he's, now he's doing at least a little tap dance. Does he get an A for effort? He probably took some lessons. We'll tell you some of the things he said, and then you decide. We're approaching 628. Happy, happy Friday. You're tuned to The Bob Rose Show along with Greg Cassidy on 97.3 The Sky. Trending right now on The Sky. My father was not financially involved in my business. What we want is the facts. Contempt of Congress. As it happens. An investigation about public corruption at the highest level. The evidence mounting against the president cannot be ignored. The news station. Ukraine and other issues. We have to secure America's border first. Congress needs to pass the supplemental funding. The Fed now signaling three interest rate cuts. All the news you need for your day. Tell your smart speaker to play 97.3 The Sky. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Yeah! Pump it up! Nah, 6.37, yeah. 6.37 on the Bob Rose Show. Greg Cassidy is in the house. Morning, Greg. Good morning. Going to be uh, pretty nice today, right? We hitting yeah. uh, 70 or so, maybe? Yeah, exactly. Going to be a sunny. to enjoy, yeah. Crisp. Yes. Clear. I like it. Mm-hmm. I like it. might not last long, though, right? Yeah, it's one to wash the cars today. But, yeah, then they mention the rain tomorrow. Yeah. Thanks. Washing cars where I live is futile when you're on a dirt road. Oh, Especially yeah. when it's a sandy, dusty dirt road. Oh, I couldn't do that. I just couldn't. My my OCD no, I don't think side. You could. My OCD would just no. Uh, you wouldn't be happy. No, I couldn't do it. <laughs> it's I, true. I mean, sometimes you could just do like a rinse. Right. As long as you're keeping a little wax on, you could do a rinse. But, yeah. But yeah, you can't get all well. excited about a clean car because it's mm. not going to stay that way. Yeah. All right, uh, border man, this whole border thing. I know. I know. We're all tired of it now. We're talking about Secretary Mayorkas. Uh. I mean, as soon as Joe Biden 
came into office, he used the power of executive uh, powers, and he undid what Trump had in place, which basically was you want to apply for asylum, you stay in your home country or Mexico, for instance, and then we'll let you know when your court date is. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that worked out with the Mexican president, who was no big fan of Trump's per se, but they, no. they worked it out. When Biden came into office, he changed it. He rescinded all that. He stopped construction on the border, even though money was already set aside for it. And then utilized NGOs and other organizations to put the word out all over the world that the U.S. was open, that the borders are open. And then he opened the borders. That's exactly what has taken place. Secretary Mayorkas... Is just doing. He's doing his job in terms of following orders. They're talking about, oh well, we can impeach him. He, you know, he's not doing his job. He's doing the job that the president wants him to do. Mm-hmm. It, it, to me, Joe Biden really. I, I, I don't know how else. When you allow, when you purposefully allow your borders to be overrun. You're destroying the sovereignty of your nation. I is that not treasonous? Pretty simple. You, you're you're aiding and abetting the possible destruction of the nation. But no, I guess not. So we'll go after small potatoes, hmm. and he's pretty much got a potato for a brain. This guy, uh, Homeland Security Secretary Alejandro Mayorkas, stated that the agency needs more money but wouldn't say if he'd accept a condition that the funds can't be used to release migrants into the country Mm. to get the needed funds. Brett Baer asked him from Fox News, but you have court dates now, Mr. Secretary, going as far out as 2031. Did you hear me? Oh, my. We're talking about, yeah, this is for migrants that are coming over. They're claiming asylum. And some of them won't have a court date until 2031. Yeah, and what happens if you have 12 kids between now and then? If they're born on this soil, they're American citizens. See, there's just so much messed up with this yep. system. So much. He says, uh, Secretary, uh, Mr. Secretary, you're talking about that, but when you say the Republicans won't accept the extra funding, they have a problem with the funds being used to release and transport illegal immigrants around the country. So Congress is listening right now. Would you accept the extra funding on the condition that the funds could only be used for detention and removal, but not released into the country? He said, Brett, the funds are needed to provide the Department of Homeland Security with more Border Patrol agents. Now, that sounds reasonable, sounds right? Sounds good, yeah. The funds are needed to provide uh, the Department of Homeland Security with more technology. Even that. Sounds good. To guard the border, right? I like it. The funds are needed to provide our department with more detention space to provide the Department of Justice with more immigration judges so justice can be administered more swiftly so we don't have a six-year lapse between the time of the encounter and a final ruling. Well, amazing. But again, again, I don't know. Will the voters, will the voters understand this? That the border was relatively secure under Trump. Lowest numbers coming across the border in years. And now, breaking all kinds of records, and it's 
due to the actions, purposeful actions, of Joe Biden. He opened the borders. And so there's an onslaught. Instead of leaving what Trump had in place, just leaving it be. No, he undid it. And look, the purpose behind it, possible voting blocks as Democrats push more and more in municipalities to allow uh, illegals to vote in local elections. Uh, what, What else does it represent? I can tell you what it will represent. Lower wages for the lowest wage people already. So blacks will be significantly more impacted, really, than anybody else. And maybe that's why some of them are uh, are gaining an understanding how they've been used by the Democrat mm-hmm. Party and now are switching over. The, the numbers, at least according to polls, are pretty staggering if you compare it to like 10 years ago and blacks voting for right. a Republican. Can I toss a crazy thought your way? Why not? Uh, it's Friday, right? So this whole we've got people scheduled until 2031 garbage. Mm-hmm. How about we have a limit? Like, okay, let's say 24 months. When we are backed up, you know, it's kind of like if you're at the grocery store and the line is so backed up, you got to change something. So in this case, we should do the opposite. If if we are backed up 24 months with trial dates, let's say, mm-hmm. that's just a random number off the top of my head. Right. How about the, the, the store is closed? We don't oh, let anybody else in the store at all. But you're using logic. Oh, Again, yeah, the, it go. wasn't broken. Yeah. They did it on purpose for the chaos. Sure now, let me did. go through what Mayorkas really means. Okay. Let me get through his political speak that sounds reasonable. Okay. He says, uh, we need these funds to provide the Department of Homeland Security with more border agents. Sounds, more border good. P- sounds, sounds good. Sounds good. Sounds good. What he really means is more agents to process more migrants to come into the country. Okay, not a good answer. No. The funds are needed to provide the Department of Homeland Security with more technology. Sounds good. You and I immediately go to the thought of more cameras watching the border, uh, more technology to follow uh, people and illegals and prevent them from coming in in places that are not part of the checkpoints, etc. That's not the kind of technology. They're talking about technology, again, to process more migrants and process them quicker. Another wrong answer. Then he says, yeah, we need more detention space. Again, not to put people in detention and then send them home. No, it's just put them in detention for a short period of time until they're processed. And then they go into the middle of the country like they've been doing. And then here's the one that answers your question. Okay. We need more money, the Department of Homeland Security, Mayorkas claims, Uh for more immigration judges so that justice can be administered Mm. more swiftly so we don't have a six-year lapse. So, yeah, yeah, he addresses that. He's like, Greg, you're right. These people are waiting too long to have their day in court. So all you need to do is pump uh, hundreds of millions of dollars into the system so we can hire more Judges. Just open more lines, basically. Mm-hmm. And let them all in. Mm-hmm. Wow. 6.45 on the Bob Rose Show. Greg Cassidy is here. Whoever the choice is for vice president, Trump says it doesn't matter. Does it? Details on that. 
coming up on News Talk 97.3, The Sky. What is the administration doing right now to actually improve the crisis at the border? We have House Republicans that's literally blocking the president's effort to do something. That's what they're doing. They're playing political games. They're doing political stunts. Sean Hannity. All bets are off. Three weekdays. Whatever they have to do to protect themselves, the Israelis will do. They are prepared to deal with Iran. On News Talk 97.3, The Sky. Hard to be in a festive mood for holiday travel. When you witness your flight attendant collapsing and dying in front of you. Ooh. Ooh. It is uh, 6.50 on the Bob Rose Show, 10 minutes till 7 o'clock. Thank you for tuning in. Greg Cassidy is here, and uh, so is the weekend. Happy, happy Friday. More names being dropped out of the Epstein documents. List coming out. Again, it's going to be, you know, a game of... Uh, oh, I disassociated myself. Oh, I didn't know he was into that. Oh, I haven't talked to him in years. Yeah, I know he's dead now. But um, so that's, I don't, if we're being honest, will anything really come from this? Will anybody actually do any time as a result of this? The guy got away with basically running this, you know, pedophilia sex farm, this Jeffrey Epstein guy. Uh, he got away with it for a while. All right, we've got more to talk about as well. Former President Donald Trump says something recently. He told Breitbart News during a two-hour-plus interview at Mar-a-Lago that the person who gets the nod for vice president will not make much difference in the grand scheme of things regarding winning the election. And to that, I would have to agree, but only in general. Only in general, if you look back through history, the VP position probably didn't have much of an impact on who people were voting for. But this particular, in this particular election, it may carry more weight than ever before. And you know where I'm going with this. The age of the participants, if it does turn out to be former President Trump against President Biden... You've got two men of advanced age. One clearly uh, still can articulate and think fast. Uh, The other one, well, we've seen him just in office diminish a great deal, if we're being honest. So I agree in general, but I do think that, that this will carry some weight simply because of the age. And maybe... Even more so for Democrats. I mean, we're amazed. Not not that Joe Biden hadn't passed. And, you know, we're not wishing for anything like that, of course. But most of us, a lot of us, we never thought he was going to make it through a first term. You know, like, no, I've got to retire. No, I just don't have the, the mental acuity. To perform the tasks. I gave him less than two years. Yeah, I think I did too. I yeah, gave him yeah. around a, a yeah. year or so. Yeah. So in his case, if, if people are actually going to vote for him because it's anybody but Trump type thing, is Kamala definitely on the ticket? Is she definitely next in line? God forbid something should happen to the president. 
Can you really live with the result of something like that? It's frightening. But then again, we're not in great hands now. Yeah. Now, Trump seems a lot healthier, but again, advanced age. Sure. Things happen. And so maybe there will be a little bit more consideration mm. about who the VP is. And I think it might be important for Trump supporters to have no doubt that whoever he picks has got to be all in. Uh, totally. Absolutely. Because the Pence thing, you know, kind of went sideways. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then at the end, it went, you know, completely off kilter. Mm-hmm. So I think that, you know, you can't fool people. You can't fake it. They're, they're going to have to be real, a real Trump supporter. Yeah, you to make the grade. Yeah, they need to know that if something happened, that the plan is still in place. Let me ask you this: uh, you know, Tim Scott was your your pick early on, yeah, but he's kind of just stepped away. Do you think he'll kind of come back? And do you still think he's a good pick? Yeah, I think he is still a good pick. Yeah, um, I agree. Well, he's a conservative Republican mm-hmm. from the South. Right. That would bode well, I would think, for uh, for Donald Trump. Although, I guess you can't say he's like from New York so much anymore, but he's definitely not. Yeah, a, yeah. Hey, he ain't no Southern good old no, boy. No, it's not. No. So, uh, you know, being from the South, Tim Scott, I think it helps. And, of course, being a person of color, sure, you think would help. Mm-hmm. At, at least it would help deflect some of the... Oh, the yeah. lefties constantly calling you know Trump a racist. Yeah, he's right. such a racist. He pick- well, you <laughs> yeah. know they'll pick that apart anyway. They'll sure go, well, they he did it. He only did that because it's- he doesn't want people to yeah. know he's a racist. They're just a token token decision. Yeah, right. All yeah, right, you're right. But yeah, no, I mean, look, these are all interesting things. I'm very interested in who Trump will pick. Yes, and I'm and I am interested as well as if Joe Biden really going to stick with. Kamala, my my understanding is mm. on a personal level, and of course you know know who to believe on these things. But my my understanding is they don't get along very well at all. Mm-hmm. I mean that that relationship has soured and only seems to sour more as time goes on. Is that's the understanding that I get? Hmm, should be really interesting because right now that ticket is as it is. It looks like. Yep. Hey, there's uh, a dangerous thing that people participate in, and Florida is one of the most dangerous states for this participation. This doesn't sound very good. It has to do with bicycles. Oh. Stay tuned anyway, even though I kind of gave it away. Since you said bicycles. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, that was kind of... Yeah, was, Too big of a hit. That was sneaky there, Bob. 656 on 97.3, The Sky. Ah, resolutions. Could lose a few pounds. Maybe save some money. And be less stressed. Resolutions. Wow. What, what are you doing? We make them. Idiot. But some of us <laughs> don't keep them. Check back in for details at the top of the hour. Breaking news at once. I'm at the Sky, the we'll be sure to keep our promise to present news that matters to you. Learn how to drive. News Talk 97.3, The Sky. Throw that stress one out the window. Yeah, baby. Friday, here we are. It is 7.06. You're tuned to the Bob Rose Show, along with Greg Cassidy. And your time check, brought to you by Hayes Jewelers. 
Well, the answer is always yes. Thank you, Todd Rundgren. way we start the weekend off around here on the bob rose show thank you for tuning in supporting what we do and we're gonna make it a great year 2024 man we are just we're gonna go for it all right there's some big things we got to pay attention to and some big things we might not have a you know a lot of personal impact and things we're gonna be able to fix so to speak mm-hmm. so also focus on some of the things you can fix you know say within yourself or family finances or whatever it is you know uh take care of those things and then you'll be better prepared for the things that we have less control over does that make sense yes now i just have to follow my own advice people all right bicycle travel in florida very dangerous florida once again claims the highest number of bicyclist fatalities in the country per capita Preliminary data from the Department of Highway Safety and Motor Vehicles reports a total of 8,170 bicycle-related injuries in 2023, as well as 22 fatalities. According to the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration, majority of bicycle fatalities occur at non-intersection areas of roadway. You'd think intersections would be the most dangerous. That's not the hmm. case. Interesting. Highest number of deaths occurring between 6 and 9 p.m., while injuries and deaths okay. are down from its peak in 2022, Florida remains one of the most, or actually the most dangerous state for bicyclists for the 12th consecutive year. You can understand in those evening hours, uh, you've got either the sun in your eyes mm-hmm. or the sun has set, therefore you have darkness. Yeah, there, there's sense. a lot of cases where uh, these bicycles are not properly equipping themselves with lights. And we see that all the time. Or we don't see it. Well, yeah, exactly. And exactly. And I, you know, it's one of those things where, yeah, I know I'm in the right if I run somebody over that's riding a bike with no lights on it. But in this case, I don't want to be right. I don't want to kill somebody or hurt somebody. Right. So you know, it, there's some responsibility that needs to be taken on the side of the bicyclist. Mm-hmm. But 22 fatalities. Yeah, that's not good. And it's per capita, so it's not like you go, well, Florida's one of the biggest states. No, it's per capita. It's based, you know what I mean? Per, you know, how many accidents and fatalities per, you know, 100,000 citizens, for instance. Yeah. Uh, and But bicycle riders, you know, do, I, I just, I ride a motorcycle. And I'm in, you know, the flow of traffic. Mm-hmm. And you know you're not protected. I mean, there's a certain danger element to that. It's a risk I'm willing to accept, and I'm sure bicyclists feel uh, the same way. But, man, talk about unprotected. Oh, my goodness. And and we see so many just kind of stupid decisions. Um, You know, they'll blow through an intersection that, you know, you just got the red light in your car, but the bicycle in the lane to your right just blows right through it. Well, I'm on a bike. Or you see them, when I'm trying to pull out of my subdivision, they don't, I mean, I realize that traffic does not have to stop, you know, for me to pull out, mm-hmm. but the bicycle lane is closest to where I'm pulling out. Right. And th- it, there's blind spots yeah. because of shrubbery coming yep. out of my neighborhood. They don't care. They just, 
They don't look. They just flow right through. Well, I've got a nose out to be able to see traffic. That's right. It's just like they oh, just I know. I've, don't I've pay gotten attention. the looks before. Like I'm blocking some. It's like, well, I wouldn't have seen you unless I pulled up this far. I now that I pulled up this far, yeah, yeah I'm, I'm over the sidewalk. Yeah. And that's the other thing too. You know, folks don't want to ride on the sidewalk because mm-hmm. if people are walking on the sidewalk, right. they're like, "Come on, man!" And there is a bike lane. At, well, if there is a bike lane, right. so you've got room there. But do you get the same rights if you're riding on the sidewalk and decide to cross as someone walking what? or someone driving? It's it's just it's. It's not a good scenario. When you're on a bicycle, you're supposed to follow the rules of the road, just like you're driving. Exactly. So if you're on the sidewalk, you should stop. Yeah, even if you're on the road, you should stop if it requires a stop. Yes, exactly. Yeah. I mean, look, it's different. When you're rolling through a neighborhood, you're paying attention. Yeah, I get that. Um, But if you're on any sort of major roadway or... With traffic? Yeah. Yeah, but we see it all the time. No, we do. Um, Then there's other modes of transportation, uh, like flying yeah which generally per capita is extremely extremely safe endeavor mm-hmm. um, but things still happen sure british airways flight passengers were horrified as they shockingly witnessed a flight attendant die as oh. a plane was about to take off from london according to british news reports it was uh, departing heathrow on new year's eve for hong kong Oh, my goodness. When the 52-year-old flight attendant tragically collapsed on the plane, uh, the doors had already been locked. Passengers were sitting in their seats when the unidentified crew member collapsed. Captain reportedly requested anyone on the flight with medical experience to assist. But despite assistance from a passenger, medical professionals, and police, the crew member still died, and the flight was canceled due to a medical emergency Mm. despite their best efforts the patient was pronounced dead at the scene according to uh, the london ambulance service this is the second british airways flight attendant to die in recent weeks in the death of another crew member also age 52 on a december 23rd uh, flight in the u.s the Mm. employee was reportedly found in his hotel room in this case after he failed to show up for work Kind of ironic when you consider if you go back to the earliest days of flying, uh, they were actually required to be nurses. Yeah, now that you say that. Now you've got the pilot going, hey, uh, is there a doctor or a nurse on the plane? Wait, but hold on. Oh, no. Yeah, the flight attendants were required to be nurses maybe early on. Yeah. But at some point, Uh you could smoke. And people in the fuselage of, of an aircraft carrying thousands of gallons of fuel yeah not to mention the other adverse yeah but you know bob it's you know you can't be judgmental i mean because you know it it was only so so many rows so if you were a non-smoker you were okay oh yeah yeah i sat i sat in the non-smoking section so right you know when i got cancer you know yeah it only took you were in row 13 it only took one of my lungs yeah it's so funny we look at that and remember when restaurants were like that from this table over is non-smoking yeah, does the smoke know that? Uh, no. No, yeah. it didn't. Yeah, well, it's like it's like gun laws. Yeah. Uh, the, hey, hey, you're not you're not allowed to have that gun. Hey, you're not allowed to shoot me. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's the but, bad guys. Yeah, they don't care. It happens anyway. Isn't it? My goodness, it's amazing. All right. Wow, you're ready to go, huh? Well, you know. Okay. You had that look. Well, no, that's fine. Yeah, I probably was getting it. 
Actually, I got to go to the bathroom. Oh, I knew it was something. <laughs> yeah. When I'm squirming, you know. It is uh, See you, 7.15 you, on the Bob Rose Show. And coming up next, what's bugging you? A chance for you to call in, air it out, get it off your chest. Brought to you by Florida Pest Control. The only bugs they can't control are litter bugs. Eight. 77-975-9825. What's bugging you is next on 97.3 The Sky. We're at war with ISIL. Al-Qaeda, Al-Shabaab, Boko Haram. This is geopolitical whack-a-mole. Spiraling out of control. It's going to get even worse. With so much to talk about, there's a lot that fires you up. Now, now. time to air it out. What's bugging you? For Florida Pest Control. 97.3 The Sky. Yeah, this stuff that's coming out about, you know, the Epstein and lists and all that. They're doing it exactly the way that would benefit some of the people that really participated in the bad stuff. Because everybody's going to go into denial, and some will be honest, and they really didn't participate in anything tawdry. Um, And then the rest will say, yeah, I wasn't there, or I didn't do that either. I wasn't there. So anyway, that's one of your top stories this morning. But it is 7.20. Thanks for tuning in to the Bob Rose Show, along with Greg Cassidy. It is time for What's Bugging You? A chance for you to call in, air it out, get it off your chest. Brought to you by Florida Pest Control. Call now, 8 Seven seven nine seven five nine eight two five. Peasant with a pitchfork. What's bugging you? Yeah. Good morning, Bob. Uh, what's bugging me is there's there's one drug that kills more people in the United States every year than all other drugs combined, including fentanyl, by far. And it's the one drug that the government allows us to do, and that society encourages us to do, and that's alcohol. And that's pretty amazing. That bugs me. Yeah, I, I don't know if but society doesn't encourage you, but advertising encourages uh, that, I guess. Yeah, that's always been an interesting one. But, I mean, man's desire for, uh, shall we say, I don't know, um, self-medication mm-hmm. has been around for a long, long time. Oh, oh yeah. Let's go to uh, Pete. What's bugging you? I'm kind of bothered by this somewhat premature discussion of the vice presidential candidates by the pundits. Um, First of all, for the Democrats, it doesn't matter if Biden comes back or it doesn't matter if if, uh, Kamala succeeds Biden or if Gavin Newsom is put in there. The, the, The progressive Democrat party machine can plug anybody into that slot. As long as they'll go along like Biden does with everything that they say. So that, that that doesn't matter who the vice president is. It's going to be the same no matter what. But it's crucially important for the Republicans, and it's going to be a lot like Reagan back in 1980. I don't know if you voted in 1980, Bob, but you might have been too young. But there was a narrative going on during the campaign that Reagan was going to keel over and, and the nice, safe, calm, quiet George Bush was going to be president in, in 81 or 82. Of course, that almost was realized when Braden got shot. But anyway, that was the plan. And now with Trump, he is old. He may keel over, but we have to have a VP that's a fighter and a leader. Not like you said earlier, but you made a great point about Mike Pence. Nice guy, not a fighter, not a leader. Whoever the VP is for the Republicans, he or she has got to be a tiger. Thank you. Yeah. That well said as yeah. usual. Phil, what's bugging you? What's bugging me? The goal of some of these car dealers that they charge the complete flat rate book for service. 
I had a guy come over to my wife's house. She's got a pre-played plan for her car. And I asked him, how long does it take for you to change spark plugs on my car? He says, one hour. So guess what? I call up Mercedes and I ask him, how much do you want to uh, charge me to do spark plugs on my car? He says, $1,000. He says, whoa, I don't mind getting screwed if I'm enjoying it. That's it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's, yeah, that that doesn't sound very good to me, for sure. Nostradamus, what's uh, what's bugging you? Happy Friday, Bob. Thanks for taking my call. What's bugging me is the BRICS, uh, con- the BRICS organization has just increased its size by 80%, and three of those countries are oil-producing countries. Egypt is the largest oil producer in, in Africa, and we've got Saudi Arabia and the United Arab Emirates are now in BRICS, and it just goes to show you where we're headed. That's why there's going to be a massive war over there. Because And now uh, Turkey is accepting Iraqi dinar money in, in change, exchange for goods. And so everybody's pulling away from the U.S. dollar. And that's why we're going to have a massive war, maybe a world war. It's coming. So get prepared. And if people, if you want a, a vice president, you better go. they better go with either Tucker Carlson or Vivek, and people will say, Oh, neither one of those guys are tested. Well, neither was Trump. Right. Oh, great points. But you gave us a little doom and gloom right after saying, Happy Friday! And, and then you said, the world's going to end. World War III is coming. We're all going to die. He's trying to keep it balanced. Oh, okay. Yeah. Fair and balanced. Nostradamus. <laughs> yeah, I like it. There you go. All right. 877-975-9825. Call in now for what's bugging you. And we'll go to date. Well, you thought you would. I thought I would. I got one. Okay. Okay, so, uh, you know, Orlando over the weekend, we were actually uh, going through Sanford, went in the Walmarts there, you know, and uh, the, the restroom. What a mess. Okay, you got two urinals. One's covered in plastic. The other one doesn't flush. You've got two of the other things. One of those doesn't flush. I don't know about the other one. And there's these nice little signs. If it's not clean enough for you, it's not clean enough for us. And there used to be phone numbers for like a uh, a general manager and a regional manager. Oh, they put they actually had the yeah, phone numbers those in were, there they were they were scraped off. Oh. It's like does no one that works there ever go in and go, "Wow, this is really trash." I mean, it was a mess. What does it take to get something fixed or cleaned or whatever? I mean, it was if I worked there or if I were in management, I would be totally embarrassed that it was my store. Yeah, I mean, today you have to give instruction. Don't think that, oh, naturally an employee goes in there, sees it a mess, right. either and reports somebody, it or does yeah. something right. about it. Um, you actually have to assign somebody to that, and then you have to hold them accountable. You say, mm-hmm. yeah, every day you put your initials there that you've Right, and some places ever, do but, that. They've got right. the little, and, and you can see that, and I, I appreciate you know businesses that do that. I worked at a gas station, a golf station, when I was in high school, mm-hmm. and we, we prided ourselves and actually won a, a, an award for the cleanest uh, golf station, I think, like in the southeast, wow. U.S. Um, yeah, family-owned, and they mm-hmm. took that very seriously because a very active owner was, you know, the wife, the missus, you know, they were an older couple, and their son pretty much took it over, but um, so... She wouldn't want to go into a restroom in your typical gas station, so she made sure that the restrooms were clean enough to where a woman would feel completely comfortable uh, going to the bathroom. And that, yeah, 
Yeah, why not? If you're part of a business, you know, that's that's something. It, it's a reflection Absolutely. of what you're about. Absolutely. Peter, what's bugging you? Uh, yes, sir, uh, Mr. Bob. What's bothering me, uh, other than everything else going on in the world, is that just when you think you're getting a little bit of break on the gas, it jumps up almost 30 cents. I just I can't see how they can justify that. I know it's a commodity. I mean, but, you know, give us a break a little bit, you know? Thank you. Yeah, you know how it goes. Quick to go up, slow to go down. It's, it has been uh, kind of volatile. It has been. It was really nice there for a couple of weeks, and then here we are. I saw a couple places that uh, broke the what I call the $3 barrier. Ooh. Yeah. Wow. But, again, the next day? Yep. Nope. So it goes, my friends. All right. Hang in there. And thanks for participating in What's Bugging You, brought to you by Florida Pest Control. Coming up, Nancy Pelosi opens her pie hole and says silly things. And uh, American victims of Hamas are going to sue. Who? Details on the way. News Talk 97.3, The Sky. Here's what's trending on the sky. Hamas still alive, still intact. The United States will continue to support Israel. The news that's trending. Support Ukraine. Securing our border first. They're poisoning the blood of our country. The news that's now. This impeachment inquiry. No evidence that President Joe Biden committed an impeachable offense. The news station. No serious evidence. This is massive corruption. Who's the big guy, Mr. Biden? Listen live on the Green Odyssey app. All the news you need for your day. Happy Friday. Here comes the weekend. You're tuned to the Bob Rose Show. Greg Cassidy is here as well. It is 734. Time check brought to you by Hayes Jewelers, where the answer is always yes. One of your top stories, Epstein documents and lists uh, continue. Names continue to come out. But, you know, I guess everybody is going to claim they weren't involved and many, I'm sure, were not. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I'm sure, just as sure that many were. So we'll see if there's a way to differentiate uh, some of these names and what and and what some of these folks are accused of by you know witnesses, the women then girls that were involved. All right, so you got that going on, Governor Ron DeSantis. You know, working hard trying to have an impact in this uh, presidential primary that. What, Iowa is less than two weeks away, right? The caucus. The, cu- the caucus. Caucus? Yeah, they get a caucus. Yeah. So there's a town hall meeting on CNN. Host Caitlin Collins asked uh, of Governor DeSantis, if you were president, would you eliminate the federal income tax? Hmm. He said, oh, can I stop dreaming? Wouldn't you <laughs> like to eliminate the IRS and have what, what I want is, I think I would eliminate the IRS, have a single rate and just do like a flat tax? I think that would be the ideal tax system to be able to do, take away the distortions. And what happens is, Florida is a good example of this. We have low taxes, and we cut taxes, and yet we attract more investment, and our economic base expands. So I run these big budget surpluses where we're paying down debt by lowering rates. I think you look at some of the other states that are high-tax states, they tax, they cause businesses to flee and individuals to flee, then they go back to the well and they tax more. It's like a vicious cycle. So low rates, broad base ultimately is the best and most uh, conducive to economic growth. And and, and there was a follow-up, but 
you would push to eliminate the federal income tax? Governor DeSantis said, I want to eliminate the IRS, and I would like a flat, one single flat tax rate. Obviously, I would only do it if it was lower taxes for everybody. But that's the ideal tax system, he said. Well, yeah, yeah but how can you lower taxes for everybody? Mm-hmm. You're not taking in enough now. Correct. We're, yeah, we're already in in a, in a huge hole. So yes. So maybe they yeah. think that if you make it simpler or make it a flat tax, that more people will pay it. Yeah. No. If you mm-hmm. wanted that kind of a thing, you would have the, you know, the real flat tax. Yeah. Which is you are taxed on purchases. Right. And that that's a great system. Uh, Neil Bortz and. Uh, uh, gosh, I can't think of the guy's name from from Georgia. They wrote the book on it, several books, in mm-hmm. fact. And it's called, it's called the fair tax, right? But if I said flat tax, well, I apologize. You know, the irony in our country is with when it comes to the, the whole the whole thing. I mean, when you do your budget, first you have to see how much is coming in, and then you decide what to spend. The government doesn't have to do that, or we wouldn't be thirty four trillion dollars in debt. Well, you know, there are many states, including Florida, that, you know, they passed a balanced budget act. And so they have to, as part of the state constitution, Mm -hmm. maintain a balanced budget. We're going to have to find a way to do that. But it's like anything else. You want to lose weight? There's a certain painful element to what is required for you to do that or to get into shape. There's going to be a certain effort that's required. And... And that's painful for some. But, yeah, are we going to get back on track or not? Let's go to the Davis-Gainesville Chevrolet Skylines. And, Roy, you're on the air. Well, talking about the flat tax system, I'm, I'm, I'm in agreement with it, but it will take a lot of getting used to because Europe is set up that way with their Europe. When you buy a drink at a restaurant, you pay for that one drink. If you want a refill, you got to pay again. For another for another drink, and that's the way the flat tax system would have to work. It would take a lot of getting used to. I don't say it's a bad idea, though. I think it is actually a great idea. Yeah, well, look, the fair tax has been studied by economists, and they used uh, like mimicked numbers over. I want to say like a thirty month period. It might have been three full years. I don't know, but yeah. I think it was every quarter except for one exceeded as far as intake. Uh, dollars into the federal coffers, it, it exceeded under the fair tax every single quarter except save for one. Really? Yes. See, I've never thought it through. I mean, it, I've discussed it with people just like on the surface level, but then my mind go, you know, takes little bunny trails here of okay, well, is it is it fair uh, that just because somebody spends more, they have to pay more? I mean, some people don't like to spend money. Some then people, they wouldn't pay as much. <clears throat> so. I, I don't know. I, I, there's something that I would have to, in my head, resolve that that's okay. It seems more fair based on income versus spending. Well, and, you, I, and I don't know why. Just my initial reaction, kind of thing. I mean, like I said, <clears throat> according to the book, and not everything no, yeah, goes yeah. according to a book. <laughs> yeah, right. But if it did, yeah, it would be a superior system for sure because. Yeah. It, it's a measurement of all purchases being made. Sure. And so people that are not being taxed at all, mm-hmm. or maybe have a cash job or whatever, they Go still ahead. have to make purchases. That's true. 
No, I get it. I yeah, I, I see where it's more fair for the government in that sense, maybe, and maybe it's more efficient. I guess I'm just trying to decide, well, why am I being punished just because I like to buy things? Well, the other advantage would be if you buy things used, it'd be advantageous because uh-huh. once a car or a home is taxed the first time, it right. would not be taxed again. Because it was on the transaction, because that item has been transacted already? Yeah. Interesting. And there's advantages, obviously, yeah. to that. Yeah. Well, and coming from a state where I used to pay personal property tax, which meant you paid a percentage of a percentage every year that you just wow. owned it. Now, that sucks. Just saying. And yeah. again, we, we talked about this yesterday. How, how did the nation survive until 1913 without having personal income tax? That's a good question. Yeah. And I don't know the answer because I've never looked into it. Yeah, it's... Look, it is a mess. My understanding is, you know, the vast majority of the dollars going in really is all we're doing is paying the paying the debt service. But hmm. I, again, no expert don't expect on any, any of this. I'm just throwing out my ignorance. Going, I don't know what I feel good about yet. Don't expect so. any quick fix. Uh, no, not when it comes to the federal government. No. Um, almost half of a police force in Big Bend, Wisconsin. Resigned. What? December 28th. Oh, my goodness. Yep. They're blaming the village board members. Okay. That's not a band. Oh. It's not the village people. The oh, village board members totally are different. not like a copy band of that. Oh, okay. I was Although one was had a headdress on. The other one looked like a construction <laughs> guy. A few months ago, the village board, YMCA. Anyway, uh, they chose to disband the police agency they're like yeah we're not going to have any more cops right let the county kind of take it over you've seen that before Mm -hmm. but then they reversed that decision because the local constituents are like no we want our own police force well in the meantime cops went out and looked for other jobs and you know they're in high demand so uh, the Big Bend Police Department announced that five officers had resigned. That was on December 28th. And uh, during a board meeting, December 7th, they said, uh, you're so full of it, I'm tired of the harassment of this village board and all the crap I've been dealing with through the years. Wow. Yeah, that's mm. what one of the officers said who had been there three years Mark Anderson, who led the Fire and Police Commission, also stepped down not long after the incident, citing the village board as his reason. So, wow, that's amazing. Yeah, I mean, if you tell, you know, if you. When people think their job is going away, you can't yep. blame them for wanting to be proactive. Sure. They've got families to feed. It's like, Absolutely. that's what you should be doing, being proactive. Then when they actually left. You know, it, it's because you sent the signal that you were going to right. eliminate. But, you know, even even take that a step farther. You know, we, we know a lot of folks in law enforcement all over the place. And how many times do you see the frustration of, of so many, uh, you know, offices or, or departments when they just don't feel backed? Even if, they're, even if their jobs aren't being eliminated, they don't feel supported and backed by their local leadership. Uh, you know, that just sets up a really bad situation because you've got a bunch of frustrated law enforcement out there who are good people, they want to do the right thing, but there's always that hesitancy, you know... Are you going to have my back? Are you going to have my back? Yep. And that can change how they 
they operate to a to a great extent. Yeah, apparently uh, one of the reasons why several of them left is uh, what they called a toxic work environment. Oh yeah. So it wasn't just the message sent by the village sure. board. Gotcha. But you know, if if it's not a great place to work and yep. they're threatening your everybody's job, mm-hmm. yeah, you're going to be proactive and look for other opportunities. Those village people, I'm telling you, they are out of control. They are. Yeah. Juanita Broderick is in the news. Comments about Bill Clinton. Ooh. Shocker. Oh, yeah. There you go. Pump it up. Friday. <laughs> hey, they had some hits. Oh, they did. 745 News Talk 97.3 The Sky. There's a place you can go. I said, young man, when you're short on your dough. Joe Biden is like the big spender in the champagne room and all these government agencies are thirsty strippers. The Dana Show. He just in their dollar dollar bills, y'all. Now, night, 10 p.m. on 97.3 The Sky. Well, Bob, we, uh, we got a complaint. What happened? About playing YMCA there. Why? Well, it's not that they didn't like it. But I made the mistake of not letting it hit the chorus because they were sitting at a stoplight and they wanted to do the alarm. Oh. They wanted to see who else was maybe listening in their car and would suddenly break into the arm actions of the song. Yeah. Yeah, it's fine. Right, but he wants to have a good time. It's Friday. We bang yeah. on the drum. You can dance to some y- YMCA music. And and, and yes. bad, Greg. Bad boy. Uh, I know. I, oh, I apologize. Okay, is that better? Is that I, I, I apologize profusely. Next time, I'll, I'll do it different. Have you ever heard the term snail mail? Sure. Yeah, because it's you like you ain't you're... seen nothing yet. Are you serious? As BTO would say. Baby. How, um, sl- how slow is it? Very slow. Can you elaborate? 80 years. Okay, that's crazy. A letter mailed to an Illinois couple in 1943. What do you want for two cents? <laughs> I think it was, was it only two? I have no idea back then. It was finally delivered to a family member 80 years later after resurfacing at the post office. It was postmarked June 23rd, 1943, addressed to Lewis and Lavina George, living in the town of DeKalb, roughly 64 miles west of Chicago. The letter was never delivered. It even had a return address on it, but it remained lost in the DeKalb post office until recently when an employee found it. Determined to deliver the letter, the post office staff were able to find the only two surviving children of Lewis and Lavina, who now live in Oregon. The siblings, Jeanette and Grace, were gobsmacked at the message from the past. (laughs) The letter was written by their father's first cousin, sending condolences to the couple who had recently lost their daughter to cystic fibrosis. The post office employee who found the letter says the most likely reason for its uh, disappearance was the lack of a house number in the mailing address. Wow. Which, yeah, yeah. I mean, that would make it hard to deliver. Sure. Even uh, back then in 1943. Yeah, yeah three ounce. Uh, actually, it was three cents per ounce in 1943. So I was close. Three cents. Yeah, instead of two. Yeah. What's it now, like 60-something or whatever? I don't even know. I mail so few things. I, and it doesn't I say on the you. stamp anymore. It's like that forever stamp. So that way they can just, whatever they charge you, the stamp's still good. No, it's an investment. Yeah. You buy a whole bunch now. Yeah. You're good forever. Just don't mail anything for a while and you feel like you made money. 
or you buy so much that it'll last you a lifetime, so you'll never see a rate increase. Like the way you're thinking. You just got to stack them up. Yeah. You've been hanging around Charisse too much. You're getting, like, smart in this money stuff. Oh, no, there's a difference between knowing and doing. Believe me, I'm very much aware (laughs) of that. Yeah, I know you are, too. (laughs) A name you don't hear very often, but when you do, it's always connected with Bill Clinton, and that is Bill Clinton rape accuser Juanita Broderick. Oh, yeah. She reacted to the unsealing of U.S. court documents regarding individuals linked to the late convicted pedophile financier Jeffrey Epstein, recalling what the former president allegedly said after allegedly raping her. Mm. After Bill Clinton viciously raped me, don't he said, don't worry, I'm sterile due to mumps when I was a boy. Oh, my goodness. Then he told me, you'd better put some ice on that pointing to my swollen and bleeding lip. There are good men, and then there's Bill Clinton, she said. Yeah. Yeah, Not Mr. Compassion there, was he? If that's accurate. If that's accurate, and... um, A lot of folks believe her, though. I mean, a lot of people believe her. Well, I mean, I think that he had um, a a track record. Oh, yeah. Before and after that uh-huh. particular event. Yeah, he brags about his El Camino with the uh, you know the fake grass in the back and stuff back in the day. So. No, I don't, I don't recall that. That was right. one of his oh, stories yeah. he told. Oh, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Hmm. But he did not have <laughs> sexual relations with, with that, that woman. With that woman. Remember. Yeah. With that woman. That's what he said. But, but then he, he did. Well, yeah. Details. Okay. Yeah. It is uh, 7.51. You're tuned to the Bob Rose Show. Happy, happy Friday. We made it to the weekend. Nancy Pelosi spoke out when referring to former President Donald Trump. Uh-huh. He must be held accountable. Oh, brother. Must be held accountable. She's still around? What's up with that? I thought she like, uh, went away. Yes. She should go take care of her husband. I don't, yeah. <clears throat> Protect him or something. But she's worried. Mm. Trump, the insurrectionist. Well, you know, she's the, one of the ones that said we almost uh, we almost lost our democracy on that day in January. Yeah, and some guy put his feet up on her desk and got, like, years in prison. <laughs> no, is that crazy? Yeah, it is crazy. Uh, oh, and this is another crazy story, which I, I, I don't fully understand. Okay. Israeli attorney and human rights activist uh, N- Natsana Darshan Leitner told Voice of America News she's representing a family of Americans killed and injured in the October 7th Hamas attack, who planned to sue the North Korean government What for furnishing the Palestinian terrorists with weapons. Okay. They alleged that the weapons came uh, from both Pyongyang and Tehran, and they're liable for the deaths and injuries inflicted on October the 7th. Yeah, they'll get right on, uh, you know, handling that, I'm sure. Yeah, I, yeah. I, yeah. Right. Right, yeah, they're pr- they're printing checks right, right now. Right, they'll just get those in the mail any moment now. I, I think uh, Kim Jong-un might instead offer coupons for free haircuts. Oh, well, he obviously knows how to get a nice one. Oh, yeah. He's styling. Yeah. High profile. Somebody pass me a bowl. I'm ready for a haircut. <laughs> Uh, In an interview with VOA's uh, Korean service recorded December 27th, uh, she currently represents these 10 Americans, this attorney, including family members who lost their loved ones. And uh, this includes uh, possibly including hostages that may still be held prisoner by Hamas after their 
uh, released. So, uh, yeah, uh, we have to say good luck to that. But it is interesting that weapons were coming from both North Korea and Tehran. Yeah. I wonder, you know, what the deal was with North Korea. Did, did, did they have to pay for that? And if they did, where did they get the money? Mm-hmm. Iran. Right. Yeah, it's funny how it all goes back to Iran. So much of the stuff goes right back to Tehran. And then there's Mayor Eric Adams, this poor guy. You know what he was doing recently? He was showing pictures of L.A. He goes, hey, at least New York's not this bad. And he really was pointing it out. (laughs) Look at all the homeless people. Look at the syringes on the sidewalk. Yeah. yeah. Really? We're way better than them. Yeah, it was amusing. Wow. It wouldn't be amusing if I lived in New York. It'd be embarrassing. So now he's doing another thing that, yeah, might be embarrassing. Uh-oh. He's suing several Texas-based charter and bus companies for not covering costs associated with illegal immigration when what? busing bus border company? crossers and illegal aliens to New York City is going after the bus companies is everybody suing the wrong people in all these situations and, well, not, and don't get it what's the bus company got to do with it they just doing their job they're doing what they got paid to do but yeah they got paid to do it yeah you, people That's come on board you say sure. bring them up to this city or state and right. but there is cases where they're dropping some of these people off maybe not exactly where they were supposed to right and so there's been some difficulties based on that yeah while President Joe Biden's Department of Homeland Security releases about 5,000 border crossers and illegal aliens into the U.S. interior every day, about 34,000 have arrived in New York City from Texas via buses contracted by Governor Greg Abbott. The migrant busing scheme has been widely successful for Abbott, allowing Texans to off the cost of record illegal immigration levels under Biden onto sanctuary cities like New York City, Chicago, Denver, D.C., and L.A. Yeah, isn't it interesting? They all, wow, look at us. Mm-hmm. Give us the smiley face on our, you know, lefty paper that we're a sanctuary city. Yeah, until and, they show up. Until, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's, yeah, it's the old, wow, yeah. Of course you're invited. Yeah. Wow. It's funny how you knew... I was going to be out of town before the invite came. I love all the video of Hulkle saying, oh, come on, you know, doors open. Sure. Oh, yeah. And then and yeah. she's also one that's announced being part yeah. of the lawsuit against the, the charter and the bus companies uh, as well. My goodness. Yeah. Well, it's the wire. bus's fault. Yeah. Not bite. Happy Friday. You're listening to 97.3 The Sky. Twenty twenty four means a breath of fresh air, new beginnings, and it also means new news. The presidency. Are you ready? An election year. Impeachment added to the federal debt. Debt limit crisis. World peace. Keep it on the sky in twenty twenty four, and we'll keep you up on the new news that matters. A lot will happen. New year. The primary race. When you cast your vote. New news. Securing the border. Hamas and Islamic Jihad. Israel is fighting the just war. The news station is News Talk ninety seven point three. The sky. Ladies and gentlemen, happy, happy Friday. Here we are. You're tuned to The Bob Rose Show along with Greg Cassidy. It is 8.07, and your time check is brought to you by Hayes Jewelers, where the answer is always yes. Crank it up. Just max out that BU here. More units of volume. Yeah. 
love it. I like it when it gets to almost distortion. Just this side of it. Yeah. There you go. It is 8.07 now. Happy, happy Friday. Thanks for tuning in. Greg, how you doing? I'm actually doing really good. I, these wow. Three day, well, you know, three-day work week. I feel like Bob Rose. I'm living the life. Man, listen to you. I know. It's amazing. Well, yeah. we just have to thank our awesome management that, you know, yes. they gave us a really nice it's true. little getaway in radio, you know. Don't always get that. Don't always get a lot of vacations, and, and, and our we folks. Do, we don't do. take a lot of time off, really. I mean, you know, people like to joke you, you know, give right. you a hard time about it, but uh, the reality is we really don't. And we work a lot of holidays because we're like, hey, uh, you know, we should still be there, you know? So, But when you put in, uh, I think it was at the 10 year mark. I got four, four weeks vacation. I really? Think it was 10 year. Yeah. Okay. I've been there 20. I should get eight weeks. Yep. But you I think so. That's I don't that. think management agrees with that philosophy. Uh, well, you know, your math and their math don't always lie. Well, like it's that. like you said, you know, um, they're pretty good to us. Absolutely. And, and, and yes. we love our job. So oh, when, yeah. when it doesn't really feel like work, you know, you found something mm-hmm. that you probably belong yeah. in doing. Unlike Joe Biden, who is not really a great fit as commander-in-chief, as uh, chief decision-maker, as CEO, and and I doubt that he is making many of these decisions, but just an example, of course, we could do the whole border thing, but we're all bored with that, so we won't do that, but, you know, another thing he did on the first day on the job, just like he rescinded all the things that Trump had to protect the border— he did the same thing with the uh, in the energy sector. We were energy Man. independent in America. That that was a huge goal that was met fairly quickly. And that, but Biden would have none of it. Biden even said in public, you know, he was going to end fossil fuels. It's all well and fine if you have something to take its place that's doable and affordable. Listen to this. The construction of a major wind energy project previously touted by the Biden administration as an example an example of positive Bidenomics mm. has been canceled. Why? Uh-oh. Bidenomics. <laughs> okay. Or to be more specific, inflation, interest rates, and supply chain disruptions. Mm. That sound familiar? It does. Yeah, BP and Equinor said they canceled the project, dubbed the Empire Wind 2, that was going to be built off the shores of New York. A press release stated that uh, they had reached an agreement with the New York State Energy Research Development Authority to terminate the Wind Renewable Energy Certificate that was required to build Empire Wind 2. So, yeah, economic circumstances. Made this project mm. untenable. Wow. But what's keeping them from building charge-up stations for these battery cars that they are mandating that we buy in the future? Do they have the money for it? Yeah, they have $8.5 billion that was set aside by Congress two years ago. Wow. That's a lot Sounds of like an old shovel-ready project that Obama <laughs> came up with, right? Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. we know what he was uh, oh, shoveling. Yeah. All for two terms. Or bull something. Yeah. Uh, Facebook has recently launched a new feature called Link History, designed to keep track of all links clicked by users within its mobile app. 
The technology the latest demonstration of Mark Zuckerberg's endless hunger to gather every speck of Facebook users' personal data. Hmm. I mean, enough is enough. You know, these things, this information that they're gathering, yeah, a lot of it is kind of sales-related. Mm-hmm. And you could be better served sometimes by allowing them to mine that data sometimes. The problem is the bad guys are mining a lot of data, too. And that's how they're more able to hack in. Um, And then why do you want every single link history that you've ever clicked on? Mm -hmm. Uh, Right? So there's no real, like, I don't know. There's no privacy. There's no, a real lack no. of that. And, and, you know, we just take it for granted, but when we click on that little terms and conditions box, you know, the one with the four pages of things we don't read that it would take an attorney a while to figure all out, we give away all of our rights. Every one of them. Yep. Uh, here's how it works. The new feature will automatically log a link a user clicks within the Facebook app, storing it in a dedicated section in the app. While there's an opt-out option for users, the default setting is to collect this data, Mm -hmm. which will mainly be used, so they say, for enhancing targeted advertising. So they say. So they say. Yeah. While tech regulations are becoming more strict, companies such as Apple and Google are stepping up their privacy game. Zuckerberg's meta seems to be continuing the usual plan of action to collect as much info on its users as possible it's a strategic effort many believe to preserve its data collection focused business model in the face of growing privacy concerns and regulatory challenges yeah Hmm. so follow the money again it goes back to information and advertisers and money that's basically where it goes well, it, it, on the surface, but you don't know. It, I mean, if yes. anybody can, what's the next level? Yeah, who yeah. are you? Who are you selling data to? Who are you not? Mm-hmm. Will you not do business with a company that may be owned by the Chinese communist country? <laughs> yeah, right. Mm-hmm. Things like that. Yep. I oh, mean, right. I, I won't even get into all of it, but let's just say, I think even people that know a little bit about it, mm-hmm. I think they would be amazed by what you can learn about somebody by that level of collection of data. Oh, yeah. Yep. Not to mention, you know, how we're attached to our phones, your comings and goings, where you've been, where you're going, your routine. Mm-hmm. You know? You Wait. work You work at a nuclear power plant. Oh, yeah. You see what I'm saying? Yep. Well, you mentioned the Chinese. I mean, think about it. There... Your rights are based. <clears throat> excuse me. Your rights are based on your social score, and your social score is where you go, what you do, who you talk to, what sites you look at, what your search engine says about you. All those things affect your place in society. And if you don't think they'd love to have that control here, yeah. Well, did just to use for different things like espionage and things like sure. that, which they already uh, have engaged in. Mm-hmm. How's good old Nancy Pelosi doing, huh? Wow. Was she really on CNN's Inside Politics? She had to be. It had to be like a remote call-in. Was it an AI? Was it really her? I mean, well, that's another question that, hmm. that really won't, won't be unreasonable to ask. <laughs> no. Maybe even starting now. Yeah. When she was asked about President Joe Biden's campaign ad highlighting the Capitol riot... 
Pelosi said, I think it's very important, but I think it also recognizes that democracy is a personal issue. Freedom to whether it is to have access to health care, when, if, and how to expand your family. Hmm. How to expand your family. You could expand your family. You could, hey, make some babies. Go for it. Knock yourself out. Yeah, but how to expand your It's the ability to expand your family. That's freedom. Yeah. How to? That's a little wordplay. Word yes, we know what she's talking about. Freedom to be in the workplace in a very strong way because you have health care and you have child care. Freedom to be in the workplace in a very strong way hmm. versus being in the workplace in a very weak way. I know. you got to read between all her lines. I'm telling you. And she's got a lot of lines. Yep. Oh, by the way, you mentioned AI. There's actually going to be a uh, a new Elvis concert coming out in November of an AI Elvis putting on a concert. Really? Yeah. Wow. Interesting. Mm-hmm. 816 on the Bob Rose Show. Greg Cassidy is here. So is the weekend. Don't forget to download the Odyssey app. A-U-D-A-C-Y. Download the app today and then put in 97.3 The Sky under search. And you'll be able to download podcast, and there's other benefits as well. So check that out when you get a chance. Happy Friday, 97.3 The Sky. He brings the brutal truth. Rather than support the Israelis and say, do what you have to do and get this over with, it's being dragged out. Mark Levin. Because Biden does not want Israel to win. 6 o'clock on 97.3 The Sky. Top of the morning to you. Happy, happy Friday, my friends. Welcome to it. It's the Bob Rose Show along with Greg Cassidy, live and loco on 97.3 The Sky. Thanks for tuning in, supporting what we do. We definitely appreciate that. Vice presidential nod does not seem to weigh heavily on presidential candidate Donald Trump. Yeah, he was uh, he was on with Breitbart. It was a two-hour interview at Mar-a-Lago. He said, if you study the history of presidential runs, a vice president has never made a difference, which is surprising, Trump said. It's a one-night story, and then you're back to a regular evening. They're voting for the president. They're not voting for vice president. There has, uh, not that I can think of, never been a vice president that's made much of a difference in terms of nomination and in terms of even winning the election. He's not talking about you know, taking over, anything like that. He's just saying it within the election, how much difference it, it makes or doesn't make in, in this case. And he doesn't want to get specifically into whom he would pick if he wins. And there's no timeline for that decision. He did say that Republicans have a deep bench and lots of people would be good choices. He said, quote, so look, we have some very good people, the same people you know. They're good people. We have some people that would like me to run with certain others. Maybe I can't do that because you have to go with what your gut tells you. Winning is very important. Look, if we don't win this, I think the country is finished. I actually do. That's what former President Donald Trump said. And I got to tell you, I talked to a lot of people. And I think that that is a very common uh, sentiment especially among those who have been around for a while. 
Donor class establishment types are aggressively lobbying Trump to get him to pick former U.N. Ambassador Nikki Haley. Hmm. Their argument is that she would help him win women and moderate voters. But Trump doesn't seem to be buying that argument as evidenced by his belief that whomever he would select as a running mate would make no difference in the outcome of the general election. Uh, Some of the other names that have been tossed around, South Dakota Governor Kristi Noem, who many of us uh, had the uh, good fortune of being able to see her speak live for the Republican Executive Committee in Alachua County. Uh, Another name, Senator J.D. Vance, who Trump backed heavily. House Republican Conference Chairwoman Representative Elise Stefanik, who definitely raised her public profile recently when she was questioning uh, President Gay, or formerly President Gay, of Harvard, and really put her on the spot about not doing much about anti-Semitism on campus. Yeah. And then the whole plagiarism thing came out as well. But uh, So Stefanik, uh, you know, she's getting... She's getting more and more notoriety, if you will. Byron mm. Donald's out of Florida, yeah. our congressman, and and he is yeah, and he's highly touted as well. Marsha Blackburn. Now she's been around for a while. The Republican senator out of Tennessee, Tim Scott, who I picked as his running mate very early on, and there's of course many others. I don't see the uh, I don't see a push at least in this piece about Vivek. Ramaswamy, which okay. I think that would be interesting. And uh, what was the other one? Oh, the, uh, Tucker Carlson. Right. Who Melania yes. actually said, that should be your VP. I thought that was kind of an interesting thing. I, and and I would be. Sure. I would be all for it. Oh, yeah. There's some people that don't like him, and I'm not. I'm not sure why. I guess, you know, everybody has their different flavors and cup of tea, but sure. I find him extremely insightful yeah, and yet entertaining. He's serious about some stuff, yet he doesn't take himself too seriously too often. I, I like the mix. I like the mm-hmm. balance. I like where he's coming from. Um, I, I think that he has the right attitude and lack of fear if you will, that's going to be required to do the heavy lifting that will be required if we are to get this nation back on track. Isn't it interesting you say something like MAGA, make America great again, and yet the lefties' heads pop off and they try to make it something that's like overly nationalistic or Mm Nazi-like or whatever. Nothing could be further from the truth. Most of the people that are supportive of Trump are good, uh, God-fearing uh, people, yeah, who want America to survive and to move forward, you know, to enjoy one of the best lifestyles that, that you can have in the world. That's in America. Mm-hmm. Obama set out to fundamentally change America. Oh, yeah. You're seeing some Gina. of these changes ushered in under Biden. Riots in the streets, high crime in all of your cities, right? Uh, drugs killing people, uh, homelessness. You've got you've got all these issues. A wide open border. 
That'll, that'll change things demographically at the very least, culturally to some extent. And I'm sure that's, as we know, that's all part of the plan. Yes, it is. All right. So, uh, by the way, I agree with the president that historically the vice presidential pick has never been a deal breaker, so to speak. Right. The only thing now is um, President Trump, even though he's in far better shape physically and mentally than Joe Biden, he still is, well, he's not getting any younger. So there is that consideration as to who could possibly, God forbid, have to take over. Of course, we we could get into the whole Joe Biden thing and, whoo, man, if you're voting Democrat, I can say is good luck. And I, and I don't mean good luck and I hope you win. I mean good luck with with your life moving forward. Democrats on the House Oversight Committee released a report Thursday attacking Donald Trump. Good guess. Uh, Actually going after his hotels for leasing rooms to paying foreign governments while he was president. So they're not supposed to, like, operate or ask where you're from or whatever and and basically turn down business? Yeah. I, I mean, that's what the lefties would want. Okay. These are established, obviously established businesses. Sure. And they're in the business of, you know, having people stay there, Mm -hmm. having conferences held and things like that. And sometimes it'll be government entities, sometimes private organizations, public organizations. That's ridiculous uh, to try to attack him Mm -hmm. for that. Yeah. Are you kidding me? How can they even do it with a straight face with the things that we're oh, seeing from Hunter man. Biden and and Joe? Yeah. It's crazy. And how many people that are in politics, they've got family businesses. They still operate. You, yeah. You know, they, they have to carry on. Oh, man. Wayward son. Oh, great son. It really is. It is. It is 828 on the Bob Rose Show. Greg Cassidy is here, and so is a weekend. Happy, happy Friday, my friends. Coming up at 9.05, Luis Valdez from Gun Owners of America will join us. He's always got some compelling information to share. Stay tuned. Download the Odyssey app just in case you missed the interview. A-U-D-A-C-Y Odyssey, and then search for 97.3 The Sky, and you'll be all set. America stands with our ally Israel. War. The battle for the future of the Middle East. The fight against terrorism in Israel. There's no justification for terrorism. Get breaking news on the sky. The hostage is released. From the river to the sea means there is no Israel. Hear about it first. A ceasefire would be a benefit to Hamas. Rape pregnant women. That's who Hamas is. Attacks on American personnel. Backed by Iran. Talk about it now. We have a lot of things to say. News Talk 97.3. Good morning and welcome. Happy Friday, my friends. It is 835. You're tuned to the Bob Rose Show along with Greg Cassidy. So the Epstein stuff is coming out. Here's one of the uh, story, And there's going to be a lot of these tentacles. Here's one. Former President Bill Clinton allegedly stormed in a Vanity Fair newsroom and threatened staffers to not publish stories about sex trafficking allegations against, quote, his good friend, unquote, Jeffrey Epstein. That's according to one of these uh, newly unsealed court documents. 
The claim about Clinton, including in the latest batch of files tied to Jeffrey Epstein that was uh, released Thursday, mentioned by Epstein accuser Virginia Joffrey in a 2011 email exchange with a journalist from the Daily Mail, Sharon Churcher. The scribe was advising Joffrey on whether to do an interview and sell a photo to the publication. Churcher was offering to help her land a book deal at the time. Uh, when I was doing some research into Vanity Fair yesterday, it does concern me uh, that uh, what they uh, could want to write about me, considering that B. Clinton walked into VF and threatened them to not write about the sex trafficking articles uh, related to his friend Jeffrey Epstein. Hmm. Huh. That is interesting. Yeah, it is. So, And there will be lots of tentacles. and, But, I mean, really... Um, Bill Clinton, slime ball. Yeah, I mean, yeah, you know, there's there's other fish. The question is, where they fry? Mm-hmm. You see how I did that on a Friday? I too? see, I you see, see that. how it all works together. Yeah, it's great. Yeah. It's called creativity, there, Bob. Yeah. That's called. Is it really Ooh, a fish fry? Yeah, I wish I had more creativity. Yeah, because I'm running out of stuff. Well, y'all, luckily well, it's three day work week. Look, you want to talk about things. That you either care about or you find a level of entertainment in it or you use it to make a point or whatever. Sure. But I got to tell you, I'm bored. I'm bored, and I mean that in the best of ways. Right. Now what you mean. If I hear something about the borders one more time. Uh Uh-huh. Border. Check. Yeah. Uh, uh, Yeah. What else? Oh, Harvard uh, president. Harvard president, yep. oh, it's uh, yep. got fired because of racism, mm-hmm. right? right? Not yeah. plagiarism and, ah, and not anti-Semitic. No, no. None, of that, none of the real stuff. Uh, how about this? Uh, Trump's a bad guy, an authoritarian. Uh, He's going to destroy democracy, blah, 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 blah. I know. I'm, I'm tired of that. That's old and yeah. fake news anyway. Yeah. Yep. It, and this whole thing with the Epstein. Yeah. Look, they're, they're saying it like it is etched in stone that he killed himself right i'm not convinced of that they just like to mention it every single time they do a story that mentions his name but they never mentioned that he was the most heavily guarded prisoner at the time (laughs) yeah had two guards assigned to him Uh uh, had video cameras everywhere but the two guys fell asleep and the video camera wasn't working and he killed himself i mean and we're supposed to just buy that hook line and sinker well now i mean it's established you tell people oh, yeah. a lie long enough, it, it becomes their, you know, yep. the public's version of the truth. Unbelievable. And then, oh, here's another one. Like I said, tired of the border stories? Yeah. How long did it take me to tell you that uh, this Mayorkas guy was a complete loser and the worst person you could put in charge of Homeland Security? About an hour and a half after he got the gig. Thank you, Greg. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. But here we are still talking about him. We're going to impeach him. Almost as fast as when Barack Obama got a Nobel Peace Prize. After he <laughs> Just about that fast. Yeah. Yeah. So on a special report, uh, special report with um, Brett Baer, Homeland Security Secretary Alejandro Mayorkas responded to a question on how many of the 300,000 people encountered at the border were released by stating that, quote, we are limited in our detention capacity by the funding that Congress provides to us. But he wouldn't be surprised if the percentage released is above 70%. 
But when individuals are released, they're released into immigration enforcement proceedings. They are on alternatives to detention. Are you kidding me? Man, he might be, you know, beating Kamala Harris when it comes to the word salad game. He just uses different words. She likes to use the same ones over and over again. Yeah, she'll do a whole speech with nine words. Yeah, Yeah. and her salad is just leaf lettuce and radish. Mm. Host Brett Baer asks, obviously, President Biden has just completed his third year in office. How many illegal immigrants has DHS released into the country from the border in that time? Mayorkas responded, Brett, let me correct a misunderstanding. When somebody enters the country, we place them in immigration enforcement proceedings pursuant to immigration law. And if their claim for relief, asylum or whatever you want to call it, right, their claim to remain in the United States succeeds, then by law, they are able to stay here. And if it doesn't succeed, we remove them. Brett Bear then said, just ballpark it. Is it more than 500,000, more than a million, two million? Mayorkas answered, Brett, it's more than, it's well more than a million a year. And it is precisely why we have said since day one of this administration that the immigration system that is so fundamentally broken needs to be fixed. Okay. I told you that. Again, from day one, mm-hmm. they said that Trump left them a mess on immigration. Right. We know for a fact that's a lie. He had an excellent agreement with Mexico for people that were applying for this asylum to stay in Mexico until their given court date. Biden undid all of that on purpose. And so then the line became, well, it's fundamentally broken Mm-hmm. The immigration system is, and only Congress can fix it. Right. Well, wait a second. Trump fixed it without the aid of Congress mm-hmm. by instituting some executive orders and dealing with Mexican authorities. He did it. Joe Biden undid all of that. All he has to do is put those things back in place. Mm-hmm. But he won't. And they continually, this is, the left, they're such liars. You know why they lie? Because they don't have ideas and their their agenda is not something positive that most people would accept if they were honest. The border's wide open. It is a crisis situation. It has been such since Biden took office and only got worse over time. And they continue to break records. And you got this Mayorkas bozo lying to the face of people like Congresswoman Kat Kamek, lying to the face of the American people, saying there isn't a crisis, saying there's no real problems at the border, now saying the border's fundamentally broken, the immigration system is, it needs to be fixed. Congress needs to give them money. Not money they're going to use to secure the border appropriately. It is money that would be used to expedite and make it even more streamlined to come into this country illegally. Here's a Corinne Jean-Pierre and and the border and blame. What is the administration doing right now to actually improve 
the crisis at the border. We have House Republicans that's literally blocking the president's effort to do something. That's what they're doing. They're playing political games. They're doing political stunts. That doesn't even answer the question. (laughs) What is this administration doing to make conditions better at the border? What is this administration doing? That's a pretty straightforward question. And then her first words were, the Republicans. Yeah. 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 Uh, Yeah, the Republicans won't Mm -hmm. get in line. Uh, They won't give people a free path to citizenship. They they want secure borders, those silly Republicans. So demanding. Just unreasonable, Bob unreasonable it is it's sad in so many different ways but this guy Mayorkas I mean again he's just doing the the will of the Biden administration or whatever shadow puppety whoever's in charge so it won't matter even if you totally got rid of him it's not it's not going to change anything Mayorkas said we're limited in our detention capacity by the funding that Congress provides to us yeah Uh so they want well, then low. maybe they should stay someplace else instead of in a detention center. Yeah, like in Mexico. That's a good place. Yeah. Yeah. It's 845. You're tuned to the Bob Rose Show. Greg Cassidy is here. And it's Friday. Welcome to the weekend. You're tuned to 97.3 The Sky. Guess who takes the chair of the U.N. Human Rights Council? Weekdays, 3 p.m. This is the same Iran that puts women to death for not wearing a head cover. On News Talk 97.3, The Sky. Good morning and welcome, my friends. Happy, happy Friday. Top story, Epstein documents, lists, names, Beginning to trickle out, it doesn't mean that they necessarily were at the island. I don't think it narrows it down to that. These are pretty much all the names that popped up on any kind of list relating yeah. to Epstein, basically. If you ever met him, were at a party with him, had your picture taken with him, whatever. And apparently, part of the problem is he saw he, he had plenty of connections and knew powerful people sure but apparently he was also kind of a name dropper too and not necessarily yes. connected with the people he named sometimes mm-hmm. um not to not to say that to let anybody off the hook but can you imagine if you are accused of going to that island oh my for goodness. sex with a child oh. wow and you had absolutely nothing to do with that and had no knowledge of that kind of stuff taking place that would be a tough that would be a, a tough and an unfair situation. Oh, your life and career be. could just be done. Relationships? Well, I mean, no, no, no. Uh-uh. What? What? No, no. What? Not if you're a Democrat. Well, no. You get a plush teaching gig somewhere. Heck, they could, throw, <laughs> they could throw you out of being the president of Harvard, and you can go back to a teaching gig making nearly a million dollars a year. And you're not going to suffer. Yeah, Democrats don't seem to suffer the same consequences, but... Exclusive photos showing how New Jersey is systematically shepherding asylum seekers onto New York City-bound trains in the middle of the night. As Mayor Eric Adams uh, pleads for neighboring municipalities to help with the migrant crisis, 
that call, that plea, is falling on deaf ears. Remember, if you didn't say we're a sanctuary city, then you shouldn't have to be forced to... uh, well, you're not going to have to put up with it. If you don't open the door and say, and put out the welcome mat, you don't have to then turn around and go, wow, look at all the people in my house. Yeah, and this, is, yeah, and this is terrible. And Yeah. Uh, yeah, let's sue, Tex- let's sue the bus companies out of Texas. Right. Let's go after the governor of Texas. Let's blame Greg Abbott mm-hmm. for the overrun borders. No, he's for containing, containment at the borders. Yeah. He's for a sovereign... Uh, border situation he knows in which they're protected about, he knows all about cities overrun don't don't be going down that road he get, he's just simply given them a small taste of the medicine that they've forced fed him and other texans right down their throats so here we have new york and new jersey going at it the images captured New Jersey transit cops escorting migrants arriving in Trenton from Texas off their buses and onto trains bound for Manhattan's Penn Station uh, from where they then will head to the city's main intake center. The Garden State's moves to avoid the out-of-control migrant mess that was sparked uh, um, the ire of at least one Big Apple uh, politic whose borough has been inundated with hotels, housing, asylum seekers. New Jersey absolutely should do something. Uh, the Queensboro president, Donovan Richards, a close ally to Mayor Adams, told the Post on Thursday, New Jersey's going to have to be part of the solution, he continued. Are you going to put people on trains to New York forever? What if the migrants refuse to get on the train? Is New Jersey going to arrest them? But they're not talking about the source of the issue and again it goes back to biden and his administration there is plenty that they could do or undo if they chose to i said from the beginning they're choosing chaos on purpose they're not going to reverse course and and, but you would think the political ramifications are huge biden's numbers are in the toilet it's not just inflation and the economy People in, in recent polls, that one of their top concerns is border security, the voters. And on top of that, many of them are starting to realize what's really going on in the borders, not the kind of lies they've been told by most of the lefty media. So you would think politically, strategically, they would kind of shut the borders down so that there wouldn't be pictures to show of them streaming across. So that the Biden administration can say they're doing something about a problem that they didn't create. They did, but they'll say that. But at least there'll be a change that they can point to. Look, we've got things under control. And strategically, now would be the time to do it. Actually, it's a little late in doing it. They should have done it last year. But I wonder, I wonder if they will do it, Mm because I've always doubted that they would. Right. And will it be too little too late? Or the darker question is, are the Democrats at the higher levels so confident that the old man with dementia Mm -hmm. is going to win four more years anyway? The fix is in. Mm -hmm. 
because that's how they're operating with that kind of level of yeah. confidence when you look at it strategically. I mean, the vast majority of Americans think that a secure border is a very important thing. And yet, for some reason, the Biden administration, the folks that are that are really making things happen or not happen, mm-hmm. they're they're not concerned. But it's all changed because everybody that we talk about, you know, Schiff, Schumer, Pelosi, go up and down the line. All these people who are part of the problem when it comes to the border, go back 10, 12, 15, 20 years, and they are all, you can go find back, find Obama audio, all talking about our border, how it needs to be protected, and how there's no right to come into our country just because you think you can. They've all been there and they've all turned around on their I was going to say their opinions, but I should say what they say. Well, every one of them. Well, here's the thing. They had to put things in place so that when they did open the border, it was going to be effective to allow so many people in the Mm -hmm. onslaught. So what they had to do is they had to put people in place and they use non-government operations, NGOs, to do that. And some of the funding comes from the government. Some of the funding comes from the UN, right? right? Is that starting to, uh, yeah. yeah. And, and some of it comes from um, organizations that parade around as being philanthropic. Right. When they really are pushing a political agenda like open society as promoted by George Soros. Yeah. And so they put all those pieces in place. They got the people all hyped up. They got them salivating. Hey, man, as soon as Biden gets in there... You know what I mean? It's on. Oh yeah. It's it's the like a land rush. This is this uh-huh. is like the Oklahoma Sooners. Yeah. Right? Right. It is it is the land rush. But it's American land. Mhm. Yep. And they're going to they're going to stake their claims. And the interesting thing is when it comes to the Democrats a lot of them are just useful idiots. In other words, they go, yeah, let's be a sanctuary city because it's like the right thing to do. And then as they see the results of their stupidity, they backtrack and they wish they hadn't done it. Blame somebody else, of course. Well, because they're, they're not high enough up the elitist you know, echelon ladder to where they see this thing on, as a global perspective. Mm-hmm. You see what I mean? They're just being used by the very powerful Democrats or bankers or George Soros types. Nine o'clock stretch is right around the corner. And special guest Luis Valdez from Gun Owners of America will be with us on 97.3 The Sky. Ah, resolutions. Could lose a few pounds. Maybe save some money. And be less stressed. Resolutions. What? What? What are you doing? We make them. Idiot. But some of us <laughs> don't keep them. Check back in for details at the top of the hour. Breaking news at once. I'm at the sky, the we'll be sure to keep our promise to present news that matters to you. Learn how to drive. News Talk 97.3, The Sky. Throw that stress one out the window. Happy, happy weekend. You're tuned to the Bob Rose Show, along with Greg Cassidy. And your time check brought to you by Hayes Jewelers. It is 9.06. Hayes Jewelers with the answer.
answer is always yes. All right. Nine o'clock stretch in progress right now. One of the top stories, uh, Epstein documents and lists, names coming out, drips and drabs. Uh, We'll dig into more of that, and I'm sure by Monday uh, there'll actually be, uh, hopefully, more things related to actual substance, and uh, we'll see where, where that gets us. But in the meantime... He's looking out for our Second Amendment rights. Florida representative for Gun Owners of America, Luis Valdez. Good morning and Happy New Year, sir. Good morning and Happy New Year. How are you guys doing this this wonderful, chilly Friday? Just doing fantastic. I mean, it really is another day in paradise. We're blessed to live here in the Sunshine State. But as you have pointed out many times before, as much as the word freedom is touted and related to the Sunshine State, used for a political moniker and more, we actually aren't nearly as free as we could be when it comes to guns and gun ownership and how we can carry a gun, et cetera. And uh, I understand there's several bills that could be brought up in session that's going to open next week in Tallahassee. Uh, please detail some of the finer points, Lewis. Yeah, there's a couple of bills in play right now. Um, the best way to describe it is two of them are pro-gun and two of them are anti-gun. The pro-gun bills, um, one was introduced by Representative Rudman, that's House Bill 17. And what that does is it uh, revises the mandatory waiting period. So under Florida law right now, we have a mandatory waiting period for the, the purchase of handguns and long guns. And that waiting period does not end even if the background check comes back. So if you go into a gun shop, you, you know, you fill out the form, you present all your identification, they call an FDLE, they do the background check, and 15 minutes later, FDLE says, hey, yeah, he's good to take the, the possession of the firearm. Right now, you still have to wait the waiting period unless if you don't have a concealed carry permit, to, for example, to be exempt from the waiting period. What Rudman's bill does is it says if the background check comes back clear before the expiration of the waiting period, the person could take the firearm home. And that is a great thing. That's something that we fully back. That is, you know, it should be done that way because a right delayed is a right denied. The idea of a cooling off period, uh, I, I'm thinking, was the thought was uh, you're you're very angry right now. You don't realize uh, what you're going to do. You just had uh, something, you know, very upsetting um, you know, uh, your wife's leaving you and, and you got fired or something to keep you from getting a gun and doing something rash with it. So there's this time period, this waiting period. Um, but part of the problem, as we've seen with that is, is there may be just as many or far more people that need a gun with a sense of urgency because they had to swear out a complaint against uh, somebody uh, to keep them away from them, like uh, an ex-husband or something like that. And we found that, yeah, that during that waiting period, people have died. Very very much so. And I still remember a famous case that occurred in uh, New Jersey, of all places. You had a woman who was the victim of domestic violence. Her uh, ex was stalking her. She filed a restraining order. She had multiple police reports that, hey, this guy is trying to kill me. And you know how draconian New Jersey is. New Jersey slow-rolled her process to get a firearm, not by a couple of days, but by months. 
And the end result was that she was killed in her own driveway, sadly, mm. before the state of New Jersey approved her for a permit to even own a firearm, let alone carry a firearm. So, yes, that is the major issue. Again, it, 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 Dr. Martin Luther King said it best. A right delayed is a right denied. And as we've seen, these cooling off periods don't work. Uh, you have multiple instances, sadly, here in Florida, like with Parkland, where the shooter, he purchased his firearm from a dealer. He waited the five days to take possession of the firearm. It didn't stop him. Right. It, just, it just pushed his clock a little bit further back. So if someone is committed to commit a violent action, they're going to do it one way or the other, whether it's with a firearm, a car, a gallon of gasoline, or a machete, or their hands and fists. So there's House, but, that's House Bill 17. Tell me about uh, the other ones. So the other bill that is quote-unquote pro-gun is uh, Senate Bill 1124 it's, uh, by Senator Martin. What this one does is it basically revises the waiting period back to what it was prior to Parkland. So prior to Parkland, it was that there was a mandatory three-day waiting period for handguns. There wasn't a waiting period for long guns. Um, and the counties are allowed to amend it. Right now, under after Parkland, under state law, you have a mandatory waiting period for firearms in general, long guns and handguns. So Martin's bill, is it a step in the right direction in repealing some of the erroneous stuff pushed after Parkland? Yes. Is it really a great bill? No. Is it a pro-gun bill? Yeah, you could put it in the pro-gun column, but it's not as advancing the cause as um, Representative Rudman's bill is, for example. So those are the current two pro-gun bills on the docket. Um, And you also have two anti-gun bills. Now, the anti-gun bills, they're, they're a companion piece, so they're literally mirrors of each other. So it's really one bill. It's just in the House and in the Senate. Um, and it's sponsored by uh, Senator Bill Blaze Igoglia. Um, it's Senate Bill 394, and he titles it School Employees. It sounds very innocent. Oh, school employees. Well, what this is, is this is an expansion of red flag laws. And he wants it to be to where if a school employee has a mental health crisis, that they then uh, get slapped with a red, uh, that they're slapped with a red flag order that it's noted in their personnel jacket, their employer's notified, things of that sort. And, you know, it's really shocking that Blaze would introduce such a bill because during Parkland, he publicly voted against the Parkland bill, and he said he was against red flag laws. So why is he introducing legislation now that expands it? And he claims that, oh, this is for public safety, and this is for to, to – make sure that our children are safe. Well, here's my answer to that. As a former school resource officer, um, if you want to make our kids safe, real simple. One, let our teachers and staff be armed correctly, not under this guardian program, um, but truly allow campus carry for teachers and staff. But the other thing is, and this is the honest truth, is if we have a mental health crisis with our public employees that we trust with our children, they should be able to access uh, treatment through the state to get better because mental health is just like anything else. I'm currently getting over a cold. I sound a little distorted. I have a wheeze. You know, I went to my doctor. It's not a problem. Well, why do we treat mental health with such a social stigma that people can't do the same thing? Uh, Blaze's bill, all it does is it 
put the scarlet letter on an individual. It publicly and um, uh, work-wise uh, stigmatizes them. Yes. And if they are truly, and if they truly are of having a mental health issue, taking guns away from them isn't going to solve them. What we should do is there should be more public funding. There should be FMLA time. There should be paid time off. There should be more resources for our school employees to be to get mental health treatment. And here's the more important thing. If they're truly a danger, taking the guns away from them ain't going to solve it. What we should do is we should take them away from the children that they are serving, let them get the treatment that they deserve, and then once they are able to function, then they can return to work. Well, listen, we appreciate all the information that you always bring to the table. And and just so you and the listeners know, uh, we're going to have Blazing Golia on the show. He's scheduled for Wednesday, and he's been a semi-regular. And I'm as surprised as as you are, Lewis, uh, about this. So we were definitely going to ask him what what this is all about. But we, uh, thanks for your time. Lewis Valdez, Florida Rep for Gun Owners of America. Thank you, guys. All right. Stay safe, my friend. It is approaching 916. You're tuned to The Bob Rose Show. Greg Cassidy is here. We're 30 minutes away from things that make you smile. Start thinking about your blessings that you would like to share with us. That's coming up on 97.3 The Sky. p.m. nights. There is an absolute strategy to get Western governments to turn on Western citizens. And by Western, I mean anything that's free. On 97.3 The Sky. Oh, happy Friday. Happy weekend. Here we are. It's uh, 920. You're tuned to the Bob Rose Show. Greg Cassidy is here. Morning, Greg. Good morning. And we're in the midst of the 9 o'clock stretch. Like I said earlier, coming up in less than 30 minutes, things that make you smile. Start thinking about those upbeat, positive thoughts. Maybe somebody did something nice for you, kind for you. You know, try to make it as concise as you can, but share that stuff with us. We need more good good news, you know? Be a good citizen, a good neighbor, a good helper, a good friend, things like that. And uh, you can share that with us coming up in, like I said, less than a, less than a half an hour. So what's the deal with the economy? I saw one news story yesterday that said, oh, uh, labor could be cooling off, which could mean many different things. Cooling off might be good. It, it might help to ease inflation, maybe. But as it turns out, according to the article that was published at 831, after the numbers came out, the U.S. economy adds 216,000 jobs in December, and that beats the expectations of the so-called experts. They had it at slightly above 170,000 jobs. So the U.S. job growth continued to chug along at a healthy pace in December. That suggests the labor market remains resilient, even in the face of higher interest rates, stubborn inflation, and other economic uncertainties so you know this is one of those things where it's just a snapshot in time but it is also part of a trend and it also has kept the unemployment rate held steady at 3.7 percent you know uh, 
if this inflation issue could be brought under control effectively and they're able to lower the interest rates, it sounds like, you know, the job situation isn't that bad. I mean, certainly not bad when you look at a 3.7 number. That's not considered bad. That's almost at the rate that they consider everybody who really wants a job has found a job. Nearly that rate. Around 3%, I think. So we're at 3.7. That's that's what we have right now. And your top story, Epstein documents unsealed. Some lists are coming out. Um, Some stories related to all of that. They're going to be trickling out. There's going to be many tentacles one story coming out and claims that Bill Clinton, you know, ran into Vanity Fair and said, you better not print any nasty stories about my friend Jeffrey Epstein. That's just one thing coming out. And the Democrats always, it's too easy sometimes, folks. It's too easy. And uh, I'll give you an example of that coming up about a Democrat accused of promoting herself on taxpayers' dime under the guise of advertisements for senior services. Senior services? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, we'll we'll dig into that Mm. in a little bit. All right? All right. Let's go to the... No, let's not go. Danny Phones. I'm I'm thinking about, though, already, uh, things that make you smile which is coming up in just a little bit. Nancy Pelosi. Trump must be held accountable. She's still talking about the insurrection? Okay. Talk, talk, talk. The Supreme Court will eventually handle it. I believe. Let's go to the Davis-Gainesville Chevrolet Skylines. And Mark, you're on the air. Hey, good morning, Bob and Greg. Uh, thanks for your extensive coverage of the Epstein uh, situation. What, what, what I think might emerge here is they're going to use every last red name on that list to work against the Republicans uh, while basically seeking to divert attention from all the frequent flyers on the Epstein flight. And I'm glad you uh, conveyed that you're a Epstein suicide denier earlier in the program because I, I too, have been of the same mindset I call it, uh, every time they say Epstein suicide, I I call it alleged suicide in the same manner that I refer to Biden as the alleged president. Mm -hmm. It's very clear that that was a a set-up situation in that New York uh, correctional facility. Thanks, guys. Yeah, it's it's too hard hard to believe. All right, let's go to Davis-Gainesville Chevrolet Skylines this time. Tony, you're on the air. Yeah, regarding the Epstein, I think it's just a big old wedding cake, Bob. You know, the FBI raided the Epstein Island. They took all the videotapes. They raided his office in New York. They took all the videotapes. The FBI has this material. All they're doing is regurgitating stuff we already know. Until we start seeing perp walks, until we start seeing people being indicted and doing prison times, it's a bunch of nothing. This is why Christopher Ray can sit in front of Congress and smile at him because he's got the goods on everybody who participated in Epstein's Island. It just makes me sick how they're playing us. Thanks, Bob. Well, if the FBI portions of it are weaponized like we've seen in the past against Donald Trump, and that's a fact, can, yeah, can you trust them with all this information or will it fulfill part of a political agenda where they will cherry pick 
the people that they deem to be undesirables, in other words, conservatives slash Republicans, and perhaps more information will come out about them and maybe a little bit less about powerful left-leaning people, whether they're politicians or bankers or whatever the case may be. Yeah. Because, look, they've squashed this and sat on this thing for the longest time. Epstein dies under, you know, very mysterious conditions, and I'm being kind there. So you better believe that there's some pretty powerful people that were involved in this with Jeffrey Epstein. And now we just have to wonder, will we get, you know, the whole truth and nothing but the truth, or will we get things being weaponized and politicized? And uh, once again, there could be a huge bias. Governor DeSantis was uh, talking recently. We've had a town hall meeting, CNN. was asked about uh, the IRS, asked about tax rates and stuff like that. Um, I am surprised that either nobody has schooled him on it, or he's unfamiliar with it, or he's not for it. And I'm referring to the fair tax. Because I've known many of those people involved with the fair tax for a long time. And they worked very hard to get the word out to the general public, but also to politicians, especially ones running for office. And they've got, you know, many folks to sign on saying, yeah, they would help to bring to the legislature or, you know, bring into law or bring it up on the House or whatever. The idea of the fair tax, they'd be supportive of it. The fair tax is based on consumption. It would be like an extended sales tax. And it is there is a little difficulty in explaining all of that because here's how it's been misused and even by Republicans. They say, this guy wanted to jack up your tax, your sales tax rate 20%. They're not telling you that the person may have been an advocate for the fair tax and that it would result in tax going up to that level. But they're not telling you the whole story. So this is one of those things where you need to educate yourself on the fair tax. And there's several great books out on it. And it's been studied by scholars and folks that uh, understand the mathematics a little bit better than the average bear. Coming up in 15 minutes, things that make you smile, upbeat, positive thoughts that you share with us. And it's brought to you by the best dentist in the whole world. More headlines on the way next. 97.3, The Sky. Trending right now on The Sky. My father was not financially involved in my business. What we want is the facts. Contempt of Congress. As it happens. An investigation about public corruption at the highest level. The evidence mounting against the president cannot be ignored. The news station. Ukraine and other issues. We have to secure America's border first. Congress needs to pass the supplemental funding. The Fed now signaling three interest rate cuts. All the news you need for your day. Tell your smart speaker to play 97.3 The Sky. Yes, indeed. It is. It is Friday. It is 935, and you're tuned to the Bob Rose Show along with Greg Cassidy. Greg. Yes, sir. Gorgeous day. Oh, love it. What are you going to do? You got all this time on your hands. You got this easy schedule. You get Uh out of here. uh Uh-huh, uh-huh. Um, What are you going to do with yourself today? What are you going to do productive? Well, took the tree down yesterday. Got the living room actually looking like the living room again. 
but then all the stuff that got taken down and boxed and shoved into the other rooms now is still has there. to be put in the appropriate yes. place. So it still needs to be boxed up and put in storage. So we'll see if that some of that happens today. Well, I mean, just you know. even if it's like running errands, just to be out in what's oh, yeah. appearing to be a gorgeous day. Well, I'd love to wash the car, but it's going to rain over the weekend, so that kind of would be... Well, it is point. Florida, so, I mean, don't let that stop you. Yeah, I'd like to see you out there really washing it up, buffing it out. I mean, get on, get to work. And then wash and then watch it rain. And yeah, and then wa- all watch over you it. wash it again. Exactly. <laughs> It'll yeah. keep you out of trouble, Greg. Yeah, good point. It's good, clean fun. Literally. Uh, Corinne Jean-Pierre looking so adorable and so cute in her little sweater yesterday with the green trim. But then she speaks. Yeah. 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 But she is uh, she's a little cutie pie, but oh, boy, yeah. mm. she's full of malarkey. <laughs> oh, boy, to use a, a Brandon term. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, where, before, do you, where do you even begin with her malarkey, Bob? Well, let's begin with a recent mass shooting, as I like to call them. Mm-hmm. Um which is always sad, but there are people dying all the time, like from fentanyl overdoses. Media won't focus in on that and the individual stories and how sad it is and all, yep. because that will lead them to the border that's not being secured purposefully by the Biden administration. So, Karine Jean-Pierre talking about the shooting. We cannot allow these tragedies to continue. We have to do something. Do something. Do something. Okay. Um Call me Barack Obama because I'm all ears. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, wow. You know, it, what do you mean, do something? Uh-huh. What are you going to, what do you propose? Does it have to do with mental health? No. I mean, if it did, no. mental health is an issue. No, that's not the goal. Now, what's the goal? Take away your guns. Mm. Pretty much that's it. And, and it's so it's so ironic. I've got so many, a couple of particular liberal friends. You know, Greg, nobody wants to take away your guns. And I'm like, man, do you even listen to your own people? Right. Come on. Well, why don't you watch your own people? You don't think the Democrats, many of them that may support some legislation against guns, haven't gone out and bought their fair share? Oh, absolutely. Yeah. I mean, we, we know people that you know personally that would say oh you guys don't need guns but we know they got them yeah yeah and you know like i've said before a sound government has nothing to fear from an armed populace a sound government not so sound government not gonna like an armed populace does that make sense all right Corinne uh, Jean-Pierre also commenting on other issues of the day. Uh, and this one is pretty funny. She doesn't actually answer the question. She just goes straight, straight to playing the, the blame game. And so let's go to KJP Cut 2. What is the administration doing right now to actually improve the crisis at the border. We have House Republicans that's literally blocking the president's effort to do something. That's what they're doing. They're playing political games. They're doing political stunts. Was that? Did I miss something? Was that an answer to the question that was asked? Yeah. The no, it's not. A, <laughs> I mean, what did it, I miss here? Well, here you missed an actual legitimate answer, which oh, she wasn't even close to okay. right. uh, an answer of any kind to the actual question. Is their administration doing anything? Uh, to, you know, improve conditions at the border. In other words, mm-hmm. 
Stop the chaos. And Corinne Jean-Pierre didn't give it a yes or no. Just went straight into, oh, House Republicans Mm -hmm. are to blame. Because the real answer would have actually involved Biden. If it's what's Biden doing for the border. Look, if this was a situation where it was about truth-telling, she would have said, if you want the borders to be secure, we'd have to return to some of the things that former President Trump implemented. She could even say Biden's predecessor, because sometimes they hate to say the T-word. But that's only if they want to tell the truth. That is the truth. But they won't acknowledge that. And I, I can't believe... That some people are so silly or foolish that they don't see how what a clear issue this is. You know, you don't have to get into conspiracy theories and all of that. We have a current president and his administration allowing an onslaught and a flood of people to come across our borders virtually unchecked. And then there's so many more getaways because of the chaos that's created by allowing those borders to be open. And this is a clear this is one of the clearest issues there could possibly be. It's not conspiracy stuff. It's the facts, what's happening on the ground, and the administration absolutely refuses to do anything about it. And then they turn around and try to blame House Republicans. And the sad part is maybe the CNNs and MSNBCs of the world will actually buy into that. In fact, I know they have. They'll talk about, yeah, Congress needs to allocate more money for the border. Yeah? More money for the border, for border security, or for people to change diapers and push paperwork faster. Ah, there you go. I think you got your answer. Let's go to the Davis-Gainesville Chevrolet Skylines and Nostradamus, you're on the air. Hey, Bob, thanks for taking my call. You know, you've done a better job of covering the border than anybody else on radio, dedicated or otherwise, since all this mess started. Thank you. And you've done a, you did a great job earlier talking about my orcas. You were one hundred percent correct. I watched uh, uh, Yam. Uh, I forget her name. She's on PBS last night. Ama Hafaz or something like that. She was interviewing my orcas, and he said that this. And he but just like you said earlier, he blamed Trump for it. We know that's a lie. We know they're doing it on purpose. And. He, and she kept questioning him, just like Brett Baer did, you were talking about. And he, he kept dodging the questions, and he said that this is about justice. It's about justice. Now, where does justice fall into this? What they, these globalists want is Americans live too well, and they think there's no justice. There are billions of people around this world that want to come here, and now they're figuring out a way to get here. They had 50, 57,000 uh, Chinese, mostly young men, coming into this country in 2023. The year before, it was 27,000. So it's more than doubled in a year just from China. They're coming in from everywhere around the world, like you've been talking about. This is the biggest threat to this country right now, other than maybe a war with China or something like that. But this is directly here, and it's here now. And nobody's doing anything to stop it. Well, if they are, I haven't seen where it's stopping. So the executive branch has too much power. Congress went down there the other day and, and, and checked on the border and everything. So I see they're trying to do something. But if, if they don't get it under control, this country is going to change forever. And there's not going to be enough jobs with AI coming. We'll see what happens. 
Well, just, you know, Mm -hmm. one side effect, they've already studied when they open things up to mass immigration, the first people that will suffer are those lower on the socioeconomic ladder to begin with, and in many cases, that's black Americans. So they're going to suffer right away as a result of this. Well, as soon as the people get off the dole, uh, they're not getting the free housing, and they're going to have to fend for themselves. You're going to see things, then you'll really see some change because you're going to get a group of them, some of them, are going to be very discouraged. Sure. Difficulty either finding work or the wage is so low and they realize how much rent is, Yeah. you know? You can only put so many people in a house. Well, so we think. Well, but yeah. But seriously, I they're going to, and a lot of them are going to become discouraged. And when they're young, military age, mm-hmm. and become discouraged... Sometimes they look for other people that are discouraged. Well, the fact that you gave some numbers this week about the fact that we are putting people on the schedule to discuss their case into 2031. 2031. And Mayorkas admitted that. That's a lot of years to get frustrated with uh, being in the system. So theoretically, anybody coming in the next six months, you could say they'll probably be pushed back to 2032. Wow. I mean... That's crazy. Well, that's it crazy. is. It makes absolute. That's the thing. It makes no sense. But they continue to do it anyway, mm-hmm. and they can't defend their actions, so they play the blame game. Right. I just hope and I pray everything that Nostradamus said, everything that we've been saying, everything that you know, many of the callers and listeners that they all believe and understand a very simple issue about the border and how important the sovereignty of the border is and the security of the border is. I hope enough understand the implications. I hope enough show up and actually vote. Mm-hmm. And if they yeah. do, unless there is uh, substantial cheating going on, there should be no question that Donald J. Trump will be president again. But has the word if, a word with two little letters, ever been so big? Or shall we say huge yeah. when it comes to an huge, election. huge, good yeah. one. Mm-hmm. I like what you did there. Yeah, I figured you'd pick up on it. <laughs> All right. Oh, uh, another story. I touched on it already, and I, I just want to reiterate. You know, eh, Biden was bragging about this one, really bragging it up. You know, alternative energy. He told people. He said it, and he's done things to do that to shut down the fossil fuel industry. He wants it to go away. He's going to do everything in his power to do that. Well, he was bragging about his windmill project that was Mm. going to take place, what, off of New York? And uh, the companies involved had to dump the project because (laughs) inflation was too high and the costs were too high and there was supply chain issues. Go figure. Dale, good morning. You're on the air. Yeah, this deal with immigration has really caused me a lot of problems. I am have a green card and I've lived here for 35 years. And I'm a Canadian citizen. And when two years ago, when my green card was running out in September, I sent in, in July to get an appointment to go and get it redone. It took me two years to get a piece of paper that said that your green card's in the process. It could be anywhere up to five years but this will allow you to come and go. Wow. That, and you know why that is. Because the entire immigration system has been completely uh, overrun and overwhelmed. Mm-hmm. That's a fact. 
just like the border patrol agents that have to process, you know, all these folks coming across, while the really bad guys are running free because there's nobody to stop them. So you're a law-abiding citizen. Mm-hmm. You appreciate your opportunity of being here. You want to follow the law. Yeah. But yet, the system's so overwhelmed, it's like, oh, so sorry. And we hear those stories all the time. It's just sad. Yep. Yeah. Wait till they kick you out of your house and put a bunch of uh, immigrants in there. <laughs> oh, my goodness. you will be like, what? Uh, or you'll say, A. A? Sorry, that was too easy. Here. I like the way you said it. Yeah. What was that? Some kind of Indiana thing? No, probably. A. <laughs> A. 948 on the Bob Rose Show. He's not playing along now. No, but you're smiling and you're... Yeah, anyway. It's your turn. Yeah. Things that make you smile. Brought to you by Robin Larson. Dental is next. Call in now. 877-975-9825. Afternoons at 3. It's happening around our country. Sean Hannity. The chanting. This world's gone mad. Anybody with a conscience knows who the victim is. On 97.3 The Sky. Tell me you will stay. Make me smile. Good morning and welcome. You're tuned to the Bob Rose Show along with Greg Cassidy. It's time now for things that make you smile. Upbeat positive thoughts. Kaz, what's making you smile? Hi, sir. You're going to love this. One thing we need and it's beautiful in Florida, is law enforcement. The Florida sheriffs, I'm telling you, females, males, top notch. They go and run into danger. They're always there for you. I've met several of them. Even I had 20 cows in my yard. And and this female um, agricultural deputy came in, took care of everything. The traffic. I mean, these guys, they need more. Um, They are just... We need our law enforcement. Their lives are on the line, sir. Absolutely. You bet. And they deserve the kudos. I'm glad you gave it to them, Kaz. Yes. And thanks for participating in Things That Make You Smile, brought to you by Robin Larson Dental. But we're not done yet. Coming up next. Can you smell that? It's the Smoking Gun, brought to you by Lawful Defense and Shoot GTR. 2024 means... A breath of fresh air. New beginnings. And it also means... New news. The presidency. Are you ready? An election year. Impeachment. Added to the federal debt. Debt limit crisis. World peace. Keep it on the sky in 2024. And we'll keep you up on the new news that matters. A lot will happen. New year. Primary race. When you cast your vote. New news. Securing the border. Hamas and Islamic Jihad. Israel is fighting the just war. The news station is News Talk 97.3. The Sky. Time now for the smoking gun. Brought to you by Lawful Defense and Shoot GTR. A Georgia man did what his mom said when he was a little kid. Don't use your teeth to open that bag. So he attempted to open a bag of potato chips using a lighter. What? That didn't go well. 75-year-old man sustained third-degree burns over 75% of his body. And the reason is, apparently, chips, because of the mixture of starch and oil, makes an almost perfectly combustible material to start fires with. In fact, survivalists point out they could be used as kindling in an emergency. Who knew that the potato chips were the smoking gun? And now you know. All right. It's the smoking gun brought to you by Lawful Defense and Shoot GTR. On behalf of Greg Cassidy, I'm Bob Rose. 
God bless you and your family. Have yourself a great, safe weekend. I hope you enjoy. See ya. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.